This is Ivan Kavanagh, director of The Canal and Sun, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. to the horror squad podcast this is episode number 164 tonight we're talking about the canal from 2014 directed by ivan kavanaugh which we also have an interview at the end of the episode so stay tuned for that and joe and steve watches latest film which guys uh you want to give the title real quick yes uh it is sun which uh stars emile hirsch and andy matichek i believe is her last name um who most horror fans will know best for uh halloween 2018 she played uh laurie's granddaughter in it and she plays the mom yeah she plays the mom in this one she's a mom isn't she like freaking 16 she's like a young mom i well i mean i think she's like like a late 20s mom i guess you know so sam watched it as well so all right and that one's on review embargo correct or not um not anymore it comes out it comes out today cool so, uh, yeah, guys, stay tuned for the uh, director interview. Mm-hmm. Um, when your co-host, Todd, we have Steve, Joe, and Sam. Gentlemen and lady, how are we tonight? Feeling Fan- good. Fantastic. Yeah, Ooh. anything special going on? Any good foods? Ooh. I wish. Any nacho talk? No. no. S- Sam and I are I'm on sh- a challenge not to eat out this whole month. Nice. Is that for a uh, religious purpose or just because? Just because. It's going to be hard with all the chicken sandwiches. Trying to be healthy, you know. See how it goes. Well, good luck, because that's challenging. Yes. I said no soda for the month, but I don't know. We'll see. We got to get on the exorcist for next week. We haven't started yet, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a ride. Yeah, I I just restarted it to take notes, and yeah, it's definitely a ride. (laughs) But you, Steve, anything going on? Anything uh, special? Oh, actually, same thing as them. I'm not eating out anymore uh, no more junk either i started my uh you know pre-disney universal uh, you know body, body uh, your, your, florida, your florida beach body yeah <laughs> we should do like a weigh-in like every time we record we should like <laughs> report back to how we're doing whoever gains the most weight i think i'll win <laughs> what's, what's your guys is like is it like fast food like chips soda what's the what's the big problem for you guys and just like a bunch of chips yeah like well especially since I work at home like I don't get any kind of physical activity unless I work out and I'm like working out is fun and I like it once I've been doing it for a week you become like addicted to that feeling of what your brain goes through but if if I've taken a break I'm just like I don't want to fucking even move my body like I just I don't know I'm an emotional eater too so food's unfortunately my best friend so I'll eat when I'm really happy and when I'm really sad so yeah Yeah, I'm a a stress eater as well and I guess my biggest thing is probably fast food like fries burgers and then chips Mm. like oh I love chips yeah chips are so good yeah Steve yeah, same thing. Uh, fast food, mostly. It's just, I'm so, like, drained by the end of the day that I don't feel like cooking. So I really have to get better at, like, planning the week out and doing it on Sunday as opposed to, like, trying to leave it the day of because often I just don't feel like cooking, really. 
It's true. You got to plan for success. Yeah, exactly. But I haven't cut out the beer yet. That's uh, I'm, still, I'm still having my daily, my two beers uh, a podcast. So That's two beers. Probably the biggest Ooh. calorie thing, to be honest. Well, it's just yeah. two I beers. Two beers a week. It's not like. Oh, okay. I thought oh, you were okay. gonna say two beers a day. I no, was no, like, no. Steve. <laughs> no, two beers. No, I, I drink two beers during the podcast to loosen up, and that's it. That's the only yeah. drinking I do all, all week. Nice. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, Labatt Blue. I'm going like true. Oh, Canadian. All right. true Canadian. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of it. It's even in French. I love it. It is. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys ready to go into some questions? Let's do it. All right, so you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or you can hit us up on our Discord, which we will send you the invite to if you ask us. It's a really happening place, very uh, cool discussions going on there today, especially the day we're recording. Uh, talked about all sorts of stuff, so very fun place to be. And uh, yeah, so that's where you can ask us questions. So let me begin here. The first ones are from Mandy. She says, hey, squad. I love hearing Steve's past relationship stories. Do you have, do you all have any horror slash interesting stories about a past relationship? Nothing too serious, of course. No, I, nothing I can like think of that's like super memorable. I mean, I had like, like a, any? I had a crazy ex in high school, but she was just like crazy where she would like, I remember like, like I looked my phone like thing came and I didn't have unlimited texting at the time. And I think she sent me like 20,000 texts in one month or something crazy like that, which nowadays probably isn't as crazy as you think, but back then it was like insanity. Um, so yeah, she was just, she was just crazy like that. I should gotta be crazy though. Like that's a red flag. <laughs> People that are listening is when a person calls their ex crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Any kind of stories I have are about Joe, and I can't discuss those right now. <laughs> she signed an NDA with him. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I got caught in the shower with my high school girlfriend at the age of 17 by her mom with my wiener in her hand. So, <gasps> oh. That was embarrassing. So was it like during a weekday it was, at night in the morning? I need to know all the details. It was a uh, weekday, and... Um, skip school went to her house and you know what happens then and uh in the shower and her mom came home early or came home for lunch from work or something like that so i walked in and it was like a glass shower and just like what am i supposed to do at that point called my mom she had to come down and talk to us it was like it was it was bad <laughs> oh, okay but what did the mom say was she like i'm gonna cut your dick off like get no, the she's hell like, out of here get out <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I remember I was dating this guy in high school and he fell asleep over at my house and like my mom, like, cause she was fine if I, cause I had a lot of guy friends growing up. So she like trusted me. Um, no, really seriously. And so my boyfriend felt like we fell asleep on my bed, obviously. And she woke up the next morning and she like ripped the blanket off of us and we both had like our clothes and stuff on but she was so pissed off and she was yelling at him and it was so embarrassing and she was like get out of here like you're not supposed to have boys sleep over and I was so embarrassed I was like mom we didn't even do anything freaking relax but it was fine at least you were clothed was I or maybe I'm just oh no, I'm, I'm kidding that Ooh. no I'm kidding oh totally clothed 
Oh. It's hard dating when you're like a kid. It really is. Because <laughs> <laughs> you think you know everything, but your parents are like, no, I know everything. Like, if I had a kid, I I would not want them to date, but obviously you can't really stop it. So, yeah. Todd's already, Todd's already thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've already told some crazy stories, I guess, over the last few uh, you know, episodes and stuff. But here's an interesting one. So hey. I dated this French girl um, that I worked with when I used to work in a warehouse. And everybody, like, in the warehouse, like, really knew each other really well. So um, they were really psyched that we were all going to, that we were dating, you know? And, like, my French is really good as far as, like, speaking it. Like, I'm fluent. But some of the expressions I don't have totally... 100%. So we were we went on a date and then we were making out in a car. And um I and then I I wanted I don't know why, I don't remember what context, but I basically said something along the lines of uh I like kissing you, I'd like to kiss you more. Let me put it in your butt. <laughs> uh which which I think is an innocent line, right? That's nothing crazy. I mean we'd been making out for the last hour. But see the thing about uh in French is that kiss and kissing, like the verb, means kissing and fucking. So in French, it's baise and baiser. So they're very close mm-hmm. together. And if you make that mistake, it looked like I was asking her, hey, let's fuck. So oh my gosh. she slapped me, Oh, got out of the car, went into, oh. she, we were in my car, got out of the car, got into her car, drove off. And I have no idea what to happen. I'm like, what the fuck did I say? Like, I don't understand what just happened. I'm trying to process it in my mind. I get to work the next Monday. And people are giving me the dirtiest fucking look. And no one wants to talk to me. And then finally, this guy's like, what the fuck, dude? You're like, It's like your second date and you, got, you already want to fuck her. And you're like in a car oh, in the yes. middle of a parking lot. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I explained to him the story. He related to the other people. And when we got to our lunch break, people were just fucking making fun of me and laughing. Uh, oh, yeah, my God. Did she say anything to you? Like, Yeah, yeah. She, she's like, I sorry, I didn't realize that <laughs> it, it was a translation issue not a you should have waited for her to say it and then slapped her and left <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm sure that would have went over super well yeah. but yeah that was super embarrassing you know? i love listening to your dating stories <laughs> yeah, it was a interesting time there in high school i feel college. like steve definitely had like a big dating game before oh. he was married no comment. Steve's all up in it. Look oh. at him. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I guess my, my picks weren't exactly the best. It's basically what I'll boil it down to. Steve so. ran out of room for the notches on his belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day I'll go into the stories of when I started online dating. <gasps> Please. Uh, one day. Uh, although I didn't meet my wife online dating, so it did eventually have a good ending. But oh, that's cool. That's not... I don't think I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So her next question is, what's the worst CGI you have ever seen in a horror film? It's tough. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, yeah, there's like, like really like terrible low budget movies. But as far as like something maybe more mainstream, The Mist comes to my mind. Hmm. For sure. Yeah, I think if we want to pick on indie stuff, it'd, it'd be a big list. But major, but I, I mean, it. Yeah, for the newest remake. Like I remember, like when I was oh, like, "This is awesome," and then they showed Pennywise's fake ass mouth. I'm like, "What?" And it instantly drops it like a couple points right there. Good thing it picked up, but right. that's terrible. 
Yeah. What about you, Sam? You got one that comes um, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. It's usually, it's like, it's the blood that I'm not cool with. Like, I'll settle for like aliens and stuff like that. But it's like when they just add the splats of blood, when it just looks like it's from Pick Monkey or Clip Art, I, I don't like that. Yeah. Rob Zombie does that a lot now. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, the one I thought of when I read the question was uh, The Langoliers. It's another Stephen King um, story that was adapted for a made for TV movie. And this the movie's good, but holy shit, The Langoliers are like a next level awful. Just it completely ruins the, the, the movie, you know, because you're waiting for the whole movie to figure out what exactly the Langoliers are. And then when you see them, you're like, really? That's like e even in the 90s when I was a kid watching the movie I knew it was that you know it's not like it was it's not a thing that aged didn't age well it, it never looked good so and what about the end where it eats the screen oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh yeah you know, too it bad. Comes... I, it's a good movie but damn yeah you know it comes to mind not not horror but Mortal Kombat the first movie oh fuck I, yeah I was Ooh. thinking that because it's not horror I didn't really say it but that's rough. Rep reptile yeah. wow <laughs> yeah it looks rough um all right her last question Tell us the truth. Did you guys fake that nun video from last week? It was nice seeing you all. Ever consider doing occasional videos together? Like, for example, if there's a question about something in your collection, you can each show it off and release that clip to YouTube. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't fake. I literally no. thought something was behind <laughs> Steve. Yeah, no, not definitely not faked whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I mean, now that we're like all on zoom video i mean yeah maybe we could do something this is because this is only like i think the third episode we've done it where we can actually see each other so we're still getting uh adjusted but i i think that's definitely something we could do going forward okay but you say that and it's like either we do it or say we're not going to let's do it i i have no opposition yeah. i mean you're already in your area right now yeah i am yeah. Sam's in her well, Halloween it, office. Isn't um, Joe and I were talking about when like the R200 episode would be. And so I know that we always talk about like, oh, maybe on this episode, we'll do a live stream or whatever, but we really do need to do it. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could just be like this and us answering questions and talking to the listeners. Does, does Zoom have a feature where we can have people watch? You can probably I'll, send it to I'll you. To can you send it to your YouTube or something? Uh, I'll, I think I'll, so. I'll, I'll do the research and and yeah. see, um, and then we'll we'll figure it out from there. But there's at least we're telling people that there's interest, and we'll we'll do it. I mean, slowly we're getting into these things. You know, like we talked about a Discord forever, and finally we just right. did it. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, finally, and covering the Exorcist yeah. after two the years. Exorcist, right? <laughs> warm, warm bodies. Warm bodies. Yeah, warm yep. bodies. <laughs> yeah. I actually I mentioned the Exorcist on my first appearance on like episode 10. <laughs> yeah. So that's how long I've been like being that drum. Um, and to answer Mandy's question, um, no, it wasn't faked. I admit that when I was editing the video, it looks fake. Like it looks planned because it was almost like a perfect sequence where first I was hearing the noise, which was legit. And if you listen to the episodes, it was just my wife playing Wentworth too loudly <laughs> from a, a room far away. So I, that's why I didn't think it would be her. So that happened right when that happened, uh, Joe said, okay, we're going to keep an eye behind you. And that's when the red light came on from the Kit Kat commercial that was playing on the TV, which is next to me. 
And right when I'm explaining that, that's when it went white for the next commercial. And you could see uh, the nun in the background. So there's just like a perfect sequence of events. But I mean, we were an hour 18 into the episode. So, and I didn't move her there. She was there the whole time. So it's just, I guess no one noticed. Um, well, Todd was scared. So I knew he wasn't messing around. So then I just immediately knew I needed to frantic also. So <laughs> yeah, and Joe just like laughing, like, oh, Steve's going to die. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, not, content. not 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 we can do. We can just watch him die, I guess. You know, <laughs> right? I was still freaked out by the sounds. Honestly, I I really wasn't thinking about what was behind me. Um, yeah, and I for sure I think it'd be fun to do a, a live show one time. And if I if there's ever an interesting clip like I like for this one, maybe I, we will post it somewhere uh, like this one. You know, I'll pick a two minutes out or something out of a, an episode and just uh, post it somewhere. So, all right. Um, next question comes to us from Calum says, hey squad, just want to say that I really enjoyed Women in Horror Month. You guys introduced me to a ton of movies that I look forward to checking out. So thank you so much. Uh, I have a few questions. Since Sam started watching The Office, which character would be best suited to survive a horror movie it, uh, to the end? My money is on Creed because I feel he's pretty resourceful and can get out of most situations you put him in. He could also be the killer, so it might be a double-edged sword. Creed would definitely be the killer. I mean, <laughs> he's like had so many like creepy killer moments in that in that show where like I think he was covered in blood like on a Halloween episode or something. Uh, maybe he's the hero. Like he's just <laughs> you know he's the unsung hero. The strangler was trying to attack the office, and right. he's the one who kept stopping him and just. <laughs> so, so Toby was trying to attack the office. Yeah, probably. Is that a... <laughs> I mean, strangler. I think Dwight would definitely be the best one to survive, right? Because he just, I mean, he he he's pretty like practical in his thinking, even though it's sometimes kind ridiculous. Of. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of practical, but uh, yeah, he seems like he has his survival survival skills down. So I'll go with Dwight. He has a, he has I'm gonna a farm go with too. Jim. Jim, all right. Have you have you been to the episode Sam where Jim gets attacked by snowballs though? No. Okay, then so, you'll, you'll change your tune. I guess I'll catch you guys up real quick where I'm at now. So I, we just watched um, Jim and Pam's wedding. That was like the most, um, like the recent big thing that has happened. The shoebox uh, shoes for what, for Kevin were like the Oh, best. I know. I was like, he's really trying. And then Michael hooking up with Pam's mom. Pam's mom's hot. She's cute. She's yeah. Hot. And then Dwight just ditching that beautiful girl. He just used her. She'll she'll be back. Dwight's kind of cute though, so. <laughs> did you think he was cute in House of a Thousand Corpses? I did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Fish <bore. laughs> Yeah, the thing about Dwight is I, I feel that he's more talk than he is action. Uh like when you see him in karate class. You know, he's, he's not that good. It's, uh, he's just, I, th I think he watches a lot of movies and thinks that he's a great survivalist, but. He took out Roy, without a question. Uh, that's true. He did take out Roy. So Roy was a beast, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So maybe Dwight is the best uh, for The Office. Michael would probably bumble his way through it, though, and somehow survive. <laughs> Mike, I was going to say, Michael would probably be the first to go. Honestly. Yeah, like, like with a fire, he just like runs out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. His second question: Which show cartoon from your childhood would be uh, adapt would sorry would adapt well to a horror movie? 
Mine would be Gargoyles because it's dark, deals with macabre concepts, and if handled well, could be a huge hit. Thanks for your time, as always. Yeah, I've heard that one before, actually. Like, I thought they were, like, talking about adapting that some way, somehow, which would be cool. It's Disney, so don't hold your breath. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, ooh, I don't know. I got to think on this one, if anyone's got something. What was the one where it was, like, a kid? I remember the toy. It was, like, a skull. And you would open up the toy skull, and it'd be like a playhouse. Oh yeah, Mighty, Mighty Max. Mighty Max. There you go. Yeah. Watch this Mighty Max horror. Mm-hmm. I actually have one of those in my collection. I got it in like I think it was one of those mystery boxes a while back. But those things are the, cool. Is it the blue skull? Uh no, I think it's like brown. I'll show nice. you. I'll bring it. I'll, I'll get. On, I'll get on camera when I have a minute. Um, but there's like a. a it, I don't know if it was a cartoon or a comic, but. He was like a little boy, like vampire, and he was green. Oh. And I can't remember the name of him, but he was really cool. I'll to, if, I'm going to look I'll, that up. That's yeah. going to bug me. Yeah. I remember I had some of his toys too. And like his eye, I think his, his eyes were like bright red and he wore like a tuxedo or something like that. But uh, yeah, he was cool. <laughs> Sam, were you a big cartoon watcher when you were a kid? I'm sorry, I was looking up trivia. Just any cartoon. <laughs> yeah, were you a big cartoon watcher? And is there one you think would adapt adapt well to a horror film? Um, I don't know. I just watched like the classic ones, like Ren and Stimpy and stuff like that. Cool. Um, for me, I mean, like Count Dracula, maybe <laughs> uh, would be fun Aww. to see uh, as like a full blown horror. Um. You know, real Ghostbusters, but that's cheating because that is already in a horror genre. Yeah, I fucking love. It. I had all the toys too. I fucking love that uh, that stuff. But other than that, um, not really. I mean, the ones I watch anyway. I mean, I watch a lot of Garfields and Friends and the Ninja Turtles and stuff, but um, Transformers. But you know, none of that would necessarily translate too well to a horror film. So, except the Ninja Turtles in the comic are really badass. <laughs> if you actually read read the early comics, so. Oh, I can see a Decepticon going crazy. Yeah, yeah I guess robots uh, yeah. in a horror setting would be pretty cool. But Having them come into them when they're in like vehicle form and transforming and like killing them. That might yeah, be cool. yeah that, would be, that would be cool. There you go, Transformers. All right. I, I just, I found the this thing, Todd. The show is called Little Dracula. I just sent the pictures, but it was an, oh. a, ni- a 90s cartoon. Simply just titled Little Dracula. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you Looks like cool. Caillou, just green. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i remember i had like those the toys growing up and stuff and that would be that could definitely be a fun uh adaptation now i i i don't think it was like highly popular but for some reason i remembered having like the comics and toys as a kid i don't even remember the show that well i remember more of the toys than anything yeah for sure all right uh next question this one comes from horror fan ryan what do you guys like best about doing the podcast Just talking horror movies pretty much yeah yeah definitely I would yeah, say learning more. Yeah, and I like hearing everyone's opinions on the show. You know, we all sometimes, you know, our opinions differ, which I find to be interesting. Um, but yeah, and it's good to now that we're on video, it's good to see everyone too. <laughs> and I and I love and I love the fan feedback now that you know we have the the listeners and on the Discord and stuff. So it's cool to to hear from uh, people who actually listen and enjoy the show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hanging out is probably the best part of it. Uh, getting to talk horror. And also, 
pushes me to watch more horror than maybe I otherwise would. Not that I didn't watch horror before, but now I have to watch four movies a week to like fulfill my podcast obligation. So I push myself to watch stuff that maybe I wouldn't watch otherwise. Like there's no yeah. way I would watch those super indie movies, I think, often if I didn't have, you know, podcasting uh, to yeah. do. Uh, yeah. I actually get like stressed when I don't have like enough movies for my what watch. I'm like, fuck, I need to start like watching more. Or I'm not going to have anything. Know. You know? And it is good though. Like it's, I've, I probably have never watched more horror in my life than when I started this podcast. And I thought I watched a lot of horror then, but yeah, now it's like, sometimes it like almost feels like a chore, I guess, which isn't a good thing, but uh, I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's definitely crazy how much you don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. like when people are like well have you seen this this and that and you're like oh shit no yeah right so, yeah I mean, up a lot. Still, yeah no definitely there's like still so much that like i haven't seen that i'm like not proud of like especially like older stuff like i'd really like to get back go back into like and honestly even for the show like go back into like the 50s 60s like stuff like that and watch some of those like really old ones because we've never really covered anything like super old mm-hmm. like that so i think that could maybe be a good episode to do something like that so we'll we best, we best of 80s and 70s and all that stuff stuff yeah, we'll, we'll get there i mean we're doing 90s in a few months so mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, uh, what's the or- oldest film we covered as far as a feature that you guys remember uh shining I mean, maybe no i think rosemary's baby maybe oh yeah that's older we didn't do a universal monster at one point no, no? i thought you guys did like dracula or something no i thought we did creature but i guess not no, not not on this show. I no, I, I want to say it's Rosemary's Baby. I'll have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure Rosemary's Baby is the oldest one we've done, which was what was that, 70s or 60s? Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah, it's interesting about the uh, getting different opinions. Uh, I, I always look forward to hearing what you guys think about the movies, but with the discord now then we're getting more opinions, which is great because uh, even though I look forward to all your opinions, I usually have a good idea. Uh, just because we're at, I'm at the point where I I hear about your opinion so much that I kind of know, oh, this is going to be a Joe movie. Oh, this is going to be a Todd movie. Oh, Sam's going to like this one. You know, you kind of like just know. Um, so it's cool to get differing opinions. And also, I, feel uh, like, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like my reviews are just so bland. I'm like, what kind? What has to be in a movie, Steve, where you're like, Sam would like this? It's a feeling. I really don't know. Um, like when I watched uh, Vampires in Brooklyn, which is a few weeks ago, uh, I just had a feeling like, oh, Sam's going to like this one. You know, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's, it's the same thing with yeah. everyone. You know, it's just, there's a, there's a feeling when I'm watching it that I know which squad member would probably like it more than another. How fun. Yeah. I, I actually that. think, <laughs> I find Sam to be the hardest one to read. Like I've never, I'm like, I, that she's the one, I don't know how she's going to react to a movie. And we're, even though we're, and we're dating and I still don't know like, really? what she's going to like. and what. Well, f- like most of the time, yes, but there are certain movies. Like, I'm like, I don't know if, how she'll feel about this. Like, like, I had no idea how you feel about the special. So uh, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are now that you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rosemary's Baby 68. And then we did um, Black Christmas with 74. So like, those, those are the oldest ones. Mm-hmm. What about- we'll do, um, we'll do an old one one day last house that's 70 74 as well 70? i think yeah, yeah something like that um all right uh his second question is there any aspect of doing the podcast you're not a big fan of Ooh. um sometimes like the interviews 
you know, I do like doing them, but then other times, like it's like we'll watch the movie and it's not something like I loved or something. So it just doesn't get me as excited to go and do the interview. Um, you know, but we do them because I feel like they're interesting, you know, for the show and for the listeners. And, you know, and it's, you know, it's content and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. To be fair, though, uh, lately anyway, we always make sure we watch the movie first and then accept right. the interview. Yeah. Uh, for that very reason, we don't want to go into another interview or we're like kind of fake, not faking that we liked it because we don't usually give our opinion about the film on the interview. But you can tell when we're less passionate about what we're saying, you know, so we're always watching it. And if we didn't like the movie, we'll usually decline the interview. We'll just be like, you know, we'll pass on this one. I mean, unless it's someone really big, you know, if uh, they're in something like Grizzly 2 and you hope to get an interview on it, uh, then you don't care. But other than that, uh, yeah. What, did, what movie do we get D. Wallace for? Was that a blind reach out, Joe? That was just a blind reach out. Oh. Yeah. Uh, maybe it would have been Critter's Attack, which was a shitty-ass movie. No, but she was just in uh, – we covered three from hell for that episode. Oh, which, that's right. So, I mean, we we attached her to that one. But uh, I didn't reach out to her because of that. It was just – we got lucky. It was around the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so sometimes, well, you know, like uh, we did got Felisa Rose, uh, which was – for sure we'll do the interview but count twilight was like one of my worst of 2020 so <laughs> uh, right <laughs> it is what it is uh what about you todd anything you dislike about uh, uh yeah I'm, i mean i want to say dislike but i'm right with you guys with the um with the interviews because you can tell like it's cool when they're organic and really fun but you can tell when it's like a not a salesman that's the wrong term but you know what i mean like you get the vibe where they're i mean they're they're there just to promote their movie which i understand but like you hear like the the same answers over and over again, and you're just like, mm, that can get annoying. I'm glad you guys do it. So, and yeah, I suck at social I'm... media too. So I apologize if I'm not on that stuff. Do better, Todd. Come on. And Sam, you? Um... Getting trivia questions. Getting trivia <laughs> questions. I was gonna say, I don't know, Joe. What do I complain about? Um, yeah, just trivia because it's always like the last on my mind. And then maybe like, I never really have anything for what watched just because I'm juggling other things. And I don't, it just takes me a lot of energy to sit down and watch like a movie. Like I'm just so over sitting down on the couch, watching the fucking TV. Like I'm over it. I mean, I love horror movies, and if I could do something else, like, I don't know, I just always have to be multitasking. Like, I just feel like I'm wasting my life away, but that's just my own mental stuff. <laughs> Would you say you're addicted to your phone? Like, you have to have it next to My year? phone? No, no. I, nope. I, like, I can go, like, the whole day without my phone being around me. Wow. Like, um, yeah, I don't really, nope. Yeah, it's hard for me to watch movies like I haven't I don't have any for this what watched either um you know with work and kids and stuff and wife and all that crap well not yeah. crap you know what I mean but yeah it's hard to watch some but I'll go on streaks and have a bunch in the pipeline so we'll see yeah yeah I I never I actually I'm kind of lucky because um I watch them like when I work out on the uh on the elliptical so like I just like blow that's how I blow through them other than that I probably wouldn't have much every week but uh, so that that's a big help <laughs> yeah um for me uh, also trivia uh i don't know so some some weeks i'm really into it some weeks i'm not it just depends 
Uh, like I was just looking into why, like I, I was trying to figure out why I'm doing so bad this year. And I realized I'm not doing I'm in bad. Your mind. I'm in your right? mind. Yeah. But so I, I actually looked back at uh, like last year's, some last year's episodes, cause I was doing research or something. And I noticed that I'm not doing bad this year. You guys are just doing really good because I'm actually <laughs> ahead from where I was last year. So it's like, you guys are on fucking streaks of seven, eight points a goddamn night. So um, so I don't feel as bad anymore. And just, yeah, coming up with questions and, you know, after, you know, a year and a half of try, trying to come up with questions, yeah. the, the, you start, oh, did I ask that one? Oh, this one's too easy, too hard. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's up and down. And as far as the watching of movies, now I love watching, you know, the four horror movies a week. But I do find myself not watching non-horror movies anymore. And sometimes, like, I, I just got um, Star on Disney+, Plus, which is, I guess, kind of Canada's version of Hulu, where it's uh, a lot of the kind of horror, like, more adult side of Disney. And there's a bunch of films that I want to just rewatch again, but they're not horror, so they're probably going to sit on my list forever because... I try to watch horror first. And once I did my four, watch something else. So sometimes that takes a backseat, but that's, that's on me. I don't have to have three watch every week. I just do because that's my personality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really love playing trivia, but I hate gathering trivia <laughs> just yeah, for sure. all the reasons you said. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, should I do a super ass easy one where it's just whoever's fastest going to get it? Or should I do a hard ass one that maybe, you know, like there's a fine line and they can get right. it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But to your point, Sam and Joe have been tearing it up out of nowhere this year. So, well, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be letting go of like my <laughs> uh-uh. my point. But that's I was thinking of that too, Steve. I was like, it's not that I'm doing better. I don't know. I just I know I'm gonna fail at trivia. So I'm like, what is even the point of fucking trying? But since I started off better than last year, I was like, fine, let me at least pay attention. But Last year, guys, I would just zone out completely. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, okay, time for trivia. And I'm like, I would just get on my phone. So I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm not going to know anything. <laughs> well, Sam, I have one for you tonight, oh actually. Since you, since you just watched the special, I have I have a special question just for you tonight. I'm really glad yeah, you but watched I was multitasking. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. So uh, let's get through the rest of the questions here. Um so he continued i'm sure it can be a little time consuming and probably a little nerve-wracking at times as always i enjoy the show so much thank you guys for all your hard work you put into it really appreciate that ryan that's awesome yeah thank you yeah um okay weezer face has two questions but there was that way was that rise harkon or harfan ryan Okay, I always confuse the two because they're both Ryan's, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so Weezerface has two questions, but they're related to the movies tonight, so I'll ask them a little bit later. Uh, Chuck, Captain Amazing 85, if you had to adopt a horror kid, who would it be? Oh, I love that question. That is a good one. Definitely not the Babadook fucker. <laughs> hey, that's probably yeah. the most hated kid I've ever seen. In a I don't know, man. It's because you haven't seen Psycho Gore, man. Like, oh, yeah, okay. she, that, put, that, she puts up a fight for that, for that title. Yeah. That kid is definitely annoying. Uh, ooh, that is a good question. Hmm. Gage, let's go with Gage. Ooh, Aww. yeah, he was cute kid. Cute you kid, know, I, yeah. I can't. I mean, I'll just go from the kid from the canal for tonight's movie because he was a, he was a cute little kid. He's, he's, Joe, Joe loves that man. kid. Oh, yeah. me too. He was adorable. <laughs> God. Oh, what cool. about um? We Who just reviewed. <laughs> <Creepy> dad <laughs> um what about cole from 
sixth sense. No, because oh. I don't want to be at dinner and he's like you know. <laughs> zoning out. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's who I would adopt. He's so he had sensitive. he had like such severe emotional trauma though. That's like really tough to like take care. I can imagine to take care of a kid like that. So, but his mom was like, I don't know. I'd be fine with him. All right. Yeah. No. I, he, I, he would. He would need someone like Joe's mom. Right. Like, mm. Yeah. Teach yeah. him about his powers. No, exactly. Um, I would also say the kid from the canal. It's the one I could think of, and he that kid was adorable, and yeah, yeah just a nice kid too. You know, nothing. You know, you know who else I would like as a kid? Uh, the kid from Halloween. The the like the new one. <laughs> yeah, that, I like that kid. The one that's being babysat. A nasty ass toes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He made me laugh, so I really like that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I really um, like that babysitter in that one too. I thought she yeah. was a cool character. I yeah, would have liked absolutely. to see her more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I tell you who I wouldn't want to adopt the kid from Sun tonight because uh, be a lot oh, of work. Christ. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. Uh, whole yeah. other thing. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> what about uh, Macaulay Culkin from what's that one movie? The Step Brothers? Oh, the, the Good Son. Good Son. There oh. you go. Psychopath. Yeah. Mr. Highway. That leads into his next question, actually. Uh, who is the scariest, creepiest horror child villain? The Orphan. Orphan? You know, I gotta rewatch that. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I don't think I've ever seen it. And now they've got the sequel coming out. Maybe we'll save it for when the sequel comes out. We can cover both or something. What about the kid? His name was Miles in that movie um, oh, uh, the with the prod- kid from It. Is that the Prodigy? Prodigy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, the pube teeth comment. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was weird. <laughs> um, what about Damien from The Omen? You want to yeah. fuck with that kid? That's a that's probably the best yeah. answer. I, I agree with that. <laughs> or or Gage after he turns. <laughs> right. Or, even the or Rosemary's twins, baby. Yeah. yeah, the baby. Yeah, the great great twins always scared me. I don't know. Even even like their <laughs> human form, they there's something about them that's unnerving. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and his last question: Could you survive against your pick from the last question? And how would you do it? No. <laughs> what, what was your pick, Joe? Damn I, don't re- I don't even remember, but I ain't surviving no matter what. These crazy, <laughs> these creepy kids will kill me because I'll the be like, orphan. A- yeah, probably not. <laughs> you should probably try to seduce Joe. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. She, oh, that's she's right. Because like she's like 30, old. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, w- would you defeat the orphan, Sam? I mean, I would try, but <laughs> I don't uh, even remember her powers, honestly. I don't like, think what? she had any powers, right? Like, it was just it that was she just was like, like a 30 year old per- woman <laughs> that was like crazy. That is so scary. It is very scary. She's like Russian, too, or something, right? I've never seen the whole thing. It's all like bits and pieces. It's been so, yeah, it's been. I haven't seen it since its release, which was like 10 or 15 years ago, probably. So, I just know she tries to bang the dad, right? Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember it either. Let's see, Damien. You can't defeat Damien. I mean, he's freaking the devil, so you're fucked. Devil incarnate, man, which is similar to our movie tonight, so. Um, and I picked the Grady twins. Yeah, I mean they don't do anything. They, yeah, they just Play scare with you, us, really. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Forever and ever. They have uh, the Xbox controller. Come on, Steven. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. All right. Fuck. 
Let's play some Halo. Oh, hey, speaking of The Shining, actually, I watched the full 40-minute video on the Wendy theory on YouTube. That was Yeah, was it good? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. The only my only big problem with the video is it is he used uh like text to talk, so it was like a robotic voice oh, for like the full 40 minutes, which lame. was kind of annoying, but it was like a pretty interesting thing. So like basically it got into all of the continuity errors in The Shining. And they're like, why would Kubrick allow, like the guy was a perfectionist. So why would he allow all of these continuity errors? So this theory took the continuity errors as intentional and they were only really around when Wendy was in the scenes um, or when like you heard her voice. Um, and basically it was just that like Wendy was on, like basically had a mental break and, you know, like basically half of the movie was, in her head pretty much which was kind of interesting the most interesting part of it was like um that kind of i thought was the best part of it because like i think a lot of it was grasping you know but it was still an interesting theory but the most interesting um part that i found was when they're in the house uh in her house in the beginning of the movie there's um kool-aid like above the fridge and then when they go to the overlook um there's kool-aid is in the pantry but then it like disappears so it they say it like kubrick did that you know if you go by this wendy theory like kubrick moved the things to show like what was a um you know in her head and what wasn't so yeah it was it was was interesting i mean i don't really buy it per se but i definitely think it was a pretty cool theory what's your theory that it's just evil evil hotel that's it yeah, I think it was just, yeah, I mean, just a haunted or, you know, demonic whatever forces. I mean, more haunted, I would say, than anything. Hotel that just absorbed Jack. Yeah, I think the Overlook is the villain in this yeah. story. Uh, and that's what I kind of chalked up the continuity errors to, mm-hmm. is it's the hotel because the, um, you know, the way the rooms are and everything just doesn't make sense in a setting. I've seen mock-ups of people trying to figure out what the hotel's like. Right. Uh, plan is, but even then it's far fetched. So yeah. Yeah. The the most interesting continuity error is like the uh the freezer, probably, right? The freezer and the uh the office with the window in it. Right. It yeah. was like imp- impossible, like to have that office, right? Set up. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of that's a cool, cool one for sure. Yeah. And and, and uh how Grady changes names too. Cause uh it's Delbert and Del- also Charles, right? Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I thought that that they use that in the Wendy theory too, which was kind of interesting. But yeah, do is there like a reason for that? Do we ever find out why the names change? Or was it just like a a weird situation that's unexplained? No, no, they don't. Yeah. Uh, they don't mention it. I wish we had a director's commentary. That'd be a perfect film for it. Yeah, Kubrick didn't talk on it much at all. Uh, I actually, I went on YouTube like trying to like. There's a that um like 20 minute behind the scenes footage that I'm sure most of us have seen by now is like amazing. I think that's like the best thing you'll see for the shining. You know, they have like Kubrick writing, typing all work and no play, like on a typewriter, they show him doing it. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, like other than that, there's like not much interviews out there, like where he talked about it. So, and, uh, just a reminder to our listeners, um, I, I did a almost two hour a discussion about The Shining on another podcast called the Don't Be Crazy podcast. So check it out. We go into a lot of these uh, theories. We talked about the continuity errors and all that stuff on that podcast. So check it out. Um, all right. 
the next series of questions comes to us from M. She says, um, let's play a game of who's oh. most, most likely to out of the horror squad, of course. I like it. First one, most likely to give a horror movie a perfect 10. Ooh. Joe. Joe. Joe, yeah. I think Sam. I was, I was going to say, a 10? I don't know if Sam's like ever given a 10. I feel like I have. Yeah, you have on the podcast. Yeah, yeah maybe like two or three times. I think mm. I've only given a, like a 10 once on this podcast, and I think it was for The Shining. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm pretty strict on my 10s, but I mean, even like the newer movies, I give nines and like nine and a half. I think maybe nine and a half for a new movie the high, is the highest I've ever gone. But uh, all right. Yeah, I've never gone more than uh, nine since, uh, like, as far as new movies from 2019 or 2020. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm stricter for newer movies, I guess, than yeah. I am for older movies. Yeah, I don't. I think it's like almost impossible to give like a newer movie a ten, like, because like, how can you call it like a ten? To me, is like a masterpiece. So like. I feel like the further you get away from something, you look back on it. Like I didn't even give the witch a 10 the first time I reviewed it. Cause I reviewed it. I remember on my YouTube channel and now I look back on it. And I'm like, I would give it a, a 10 now. So like, I, I just think like the further away you are from something, you know, you, you kind of look back and you're like, all right, yeah, that movie was a 10. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, most likely to enjoy a low quality, but fun slasher. Todd. Steve, uh, Steve. Steve's the one that watches all these <laughs> I watch them, but I don't enjoy Backwards, them. Whatever they're called. <laughs> that's that's the difference. That's true. I love all the wrong turn movies. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with the Todd. <laughs> uh, Sam, you agree? Never, with never that? hike alone is a masterpiece, Joe. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, most likely to scream or jump from a jump scare. Sam. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, it. me. Yeah. I get so mad. <laughs> Uh, and then most likely to date someone crazy slash psycho oh, example come on, that's steve. steve you know what steve. I, I don't come know on. uh with the exception of sam uh joe's the one who said he would like to have a girl uh you know draw blood and start did, like, yeah. bundling did, with it and stuff so i'm gonna go joe <laughs> like, all right i'll accept yeah. it <laughs> I did it almost accidentally. Like, you know, they just turned out to oh be God. crazy. Whereas Joe is like, he was looking for crazy. <laughs> he was looking for it. Yeah. Well, Sam says I can't call them crazy now. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's see. I, I know uh, Ryan says, most likely to lose a Super Bowl bet. No, Sam and Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah. They're there, guys. <laughs> uh, Fine. Chiefs will win next year. Mark my word. Oh, uh, Chuck added most likely to enjoy the special. Oh, me, I put it on my top 10. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Todd, Todd, yeah. Um, maybe it's in Sam's top 10. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll it see. was their best of 2020. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Weezerface also added most likely to join an actual coven. Sam, coven. oh, yes, Sam, for coven. sure. Sorry, yeah, okay. thanks, Sam. guys. Uh, I think that's all we had from those, but I do like that. that so fun. if you guys have some, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> most likely to for next week, uh, maybe we'll do a little extra segment. Uh, yeah, people can give us some. <laughs> and our f- last and most important question, if I can just find it here. Uh, let's see. I like that better than the the Mary fuck kills we get actually. Right. The yeah. most likely no, I, to. I, I so I those are fun. <laughs> I think we kind of ran out of like possibilities for Mary fuck kills at this point. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so this last question comes to us from Todd. He asks, why is Todd so cute? Oh, was that Todd? It's from the Let's XP Gaming Podcast, but it's on, it, it was on um, was it in, Instagram. It's so it, it's, no, Instagram is Todd. <laughs> Wait, it was Todd's question? Yeah. Todd sent it to Aww. himself. I, I commented Todd from our, from our uh, Let's XP Gaming Podcast thing. That's nice. so funny. How's, the, how's that show going, gents? It's fun. We, uh, we made a milestone. We um, had a couple of people listen outside of the North America, so we're excited about that. Oh, awesome! Cool. Spain Very and cool. Ireland. Shout out to those guys. So that's cool. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, and we're about when, to record episode ten, so we're going into double exciting. digits. When we went to let you guys go last week after recording the episode, in my head, I wanted to just be like, "Can I just stay on the Zoom call and listen <laughs> to you guys? I'll like stay on mute the whole time." You can be a but guest anytime, Sam. Then I figure Todd would be like, can you just listen to our podcast to give us like the rating and the listen? Well, Sam so, was Sam love Sam likes gaming. She was like big into retro, like big back in the retro stuff. So you guys should get a switch. That'd be perfect for you guys. I do want a switch. Which I just don't know where to start. Like Mario Kart. I I, I love video games. Yeah. That was like all I was crazy about when I was younger. I want to get I want to get a, I I get a VR. Just... VR is fucking great, dude. For us, yeah. Yeah, get the Oculus Quest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Sam, if you want to be on, you know, for sure, we'll talk retro. Well, gaming. I just want to listen. Like, I'll be quiet. <laughs> I'll just yeah. listen while I'm getting ready for bed and cleaning up my office. What was the name of that podcast again, Steve? The Let's XP Gaming Podcast. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, ch check us out there. And thank you, everyone, for the questions. We super appreciate it. And now you know it, you love it. A word from our sponsor, Deathly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, so what's everyone been watching? Sam, you're going first because you watched the Dick in the Box movie. I finally watched it, everyone. Um, okay, first of all, what do you guys think? I, I really wish I was filming my video. So I would say that I'm at my desk in the doorway's like catty corner and Joe was out in the living room. I was like, I'm going to watch it. And he's like, watch the movie that we're reviewing tonight. And I'm like, no, I need to watch the special. Like I need, I just want to get it done and over with. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, like that was my loss, my bet that I lost. Todd assigned me to watch the special and I didn't even review it because I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to be grossed out. Um, so anyways, so like every five minutes, I just kept looking like this. I was like, I was just like, what is happening? So um, as it was going, I was like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was like, I was overreacting for no reason. Like, this is fine. And then the only thing that started bothering me was the, um, the wife. Her acting was not great. I was like, come on. Um, and then it started where they showed him with the box more and like he was really getting down and dirty and I was just like, 
okay, it's a little too much. Like you need to deal with your wife. You need to go back to work. You just can't be having orgasms with this box all the time. Um, so then Joe was like, where are you at? Like, are you at the end? And I said, no, not yet. And he's like, okay. So then I kind of scrolled, like I put the um, cursor just to kind of see what was coming. I just want to prepare myself. Cause I was like, I was kind of feeling a little queasy with some of those scenes, but it wasn't bad. So the very end, which I think I remember you guys were all saying how it was definitely like really cool and it made the whole movie and I loved the end of it. I was like, I, sh I should have watched it. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Like I, the only thing that bothered me was the, the acting from the wife, but I really liked it. I thought the end scene was really cool. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't, Rate it. I'm not mad at watching it. Rate it. What's your rating? Um, what did you guys rate it? Just to give me like, do you remember? I don't. Mine was well. It was ten in my top ten. I, I I think I gave it either a seven or a seven and a half. I gave it an eight. I mean, it was just like so. Without that ending scene, that end scene, I would probably give it like maybe a six. But I feel like just because that scene alone, I was like, wow, this is like an eight. Yeah, they they really brought it at the end there. Yeah. And that's what I told Joe. I was like, I was like, the end was so awesome. I kind of wish that they would have sprinkled some of that goodness throughout the whole film. Like, I just felt like it was kind of like lackluster. But then at the end, it's just like, okay, well, this is really cool. But I mean, yeah, I'm not going to shit on it because the end scene, like I loved it. And then I felt so bad. <laughs> for him being the next stick in the box yeah and then but then i'm like dude what did you expect like you stole the box you made them miss out on all of this money that they could have been making what do you think is going to happen like murder somebody yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah and so and like him murdering his wife and just all the people and all that stuff and then the fucking detective he's like i'll give you the special and the guy's just kind of thinking about it and you're <laughs> like no <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Steve, do you still stick by an eight? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I, every time I think of 2020 movies, that's one of the first ones I think of. It wasn't on my top 10, but fuck my memorability, like how memorable it is. Uh, if ever I go, you know, if, with fucking COVID, if I ever get to go to a friend's house again, I'm bringing a special with me. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it's just one of those movies that I'm gonna, like, I'll, just think, just talking about it right now, I, I like, oh, maybe I'll watch it again. You know, just, to, <laughs> I don't know. It's just such a memorable movie that, Mm -hmm. I, I love the shadow of it so yeah eight, it was so eight. different mm -hmm. exactly and that's what i like about the horror genre is how different movies like this can be mm -hmm. yeah and just something you said sam uh we would never make you watch a movie that we felt was too gross you know uh, yeah. that's why we're not pushing you to watch kuso <laughs> uh, no oh what is that about it's, okay, so we'll get to that. it's, it's really it's just it's not even worth watching honestly like it's, it's trash okay yeah like uh, I it's not even worth like anyone's time like I wouldn't I wouldn't force anyone to watch that honestly like unless well, it was I like was... A, a like a Super Bowl losing bet like I don't even think I'd make you watch it though but I would have made Steve watch it like if <sighs> <laughs> Steve's already watched well, it Joe, the I, was yeah. I was worried I watched that scene. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you all um I was worried because Joe was like oh Sam's gonna hate you like oh you're gonna hate it and 
because I, I thought like the like I just thought his face was going to be more disgusting than it was I mean <laughs> I think it helps that he was a good looking guy I thought he was going to be like really gross um so I think that didn't make me as nauseous as I was anticipating it to be um but I just felt so bad for his wife and I'm just like can you just handle your stuff at home like come on well she was cheated on to begin with that's how this movie but do we know started. why she cheated was he working her. too much what was that his his deal that he was like too much of a work well see and... i can't remember yeah i don't i don't i don't mm. remember them getting too deep into like why she, that's just how the movie opens is like they're yeah. in the bar because she cheated on him or whatever so it's never really uh delved too deep into with that yeah. i wonder how many um boxes have been made or like how many goos have been transferred like what number um, of goo ball is that i'm gonna say like maybe 30 or 40 years worth because wow. of like the the lady there uh is kind of older so i'm thinking you know maybe mm -hmm. as long as she's been kind of running that uh that brothel it could have been yeah. a thing for generations though we don't know yeah don't that's know. true it could, too. it could be yeah. an ancient, an ancient evil right. yeah it, yeah it eats jizz Right. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah. That's, that's good. My Glad take you like that. Special. Yeah, I'm honestly that, shocked. I'm shocked the by the age. Just, I mean, if it didn't have that scene at the end, yeah, I would be like, what a waste. Why did I waste my time on that? But, um, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Happy to hear it. All right, I guess I'll go next. Um, my first one tonight is a 2021 release called Sator. Uh, this one is about uh, this like family. Uh, they're living out like basically in seclusion in this in uh in the woods, and they're they're like a really dysfunctional family basically. Uh, and this. I think it's the mother or the grandmother. She keeps talking about this evil entity, uh, Sator, uh, or Sator, who is, you know, basically coming for them and the family. Um, and yeah, they're basically dealing with this supernatural entity throughout like the movie mysteriously. Uh, God, this movie had like Joe movie written all over it. It's super slow burn. Um, it takes place in the woods and it deals with uh, like cults. However, I just, I could not get into this one. Like this movie was painfully slow, like painfully slow with not really uh, a great resolution, honestly, when you get down to it in the end. Um, it was a chore, honestly, for me to get through this one. There is some like pretty cool parts here and there, but ultimately I was left like pretty disappointed with this one. So, uh, I, I can't recommend it. That's a bummer. I had it on my list, but yeah. I'll remove it. <laughs> what was that title again, Joe? Uh, Sator. S-A-T-O-R. Yeah. Got it. Right, Todd, you said you had nothing, right? Uh, well, I have Salem's Lot. I finished the book on that. Go ahead. Oh, nice. Um, it's good. It's a lot better than the miniseries. Um, Benjamin Mears, who's the star, as well as the Mark Petrie, who's the boy that we all liked in the, from the miniseries, like super fleshed out, super cool characters. And they actually go on like a fucking rampage at the end. 
going through town, like killing zombies, or not zombies, killing vampires, really violent. Like this would have been a cool R-rated movie or like maybe like a, you know, a two-parter. Um, but this is like ripe for a remake. So if they like use more of the book, I, I'd be freaking down. But um, yeah, I haven't watched any movies. I've been doing mostly writing and stuff. So that's it. But man, if you haven't read this book, I think it's one of my favorite Kings, uh, Kings books. Wow. Nice. Awesome. Uh, my first one this week is a movie recommended to me by um, Zach, who was one of the co-hosts of that podcast I was talking about, the Don't Be Crazy uh, podcast, where I did the, the um, not The Exorcist, uh, The Shining. Uh, so he recommended this movie. It's from 2019, and I found it over on Prime, and it is The Vast of Night. So in this one, two teens in the 1950s intercept a strange sound on their radio equipment one night. They investigate the source of the sound by interviewing people who have heard it before, leading them to a shocking discovery. Um, I really liked the aesthetic of this film. I mean, there's long panning shots, there's long takes. Uh, visually, it was really captivating. Uh, they really did a good job uh, at capturing the 1950s. So I really, really liked that about it. It also had a lot of clever dialogue, like the dialogue just felt organic and smart. And I really enjoyed the way the characters would interact each other. Uh, I will have her say that I found it a little boring, uh, especially there's these extended parts in the movie where they're just interviewing people about uh, the like, strange phenomena happening in the town. And the interviews are so drawn out and long that I find myself just checking out during the interviews. And that's, that's a shame because they do spend a good portion of time conducting those interviews. Uh, I also didn't care for the ending. I didn't think it ended all that well. Uh, didn't have the resolution I guess I was looking for. Uh, in the film so ultimately I'm happy I watched it but I wouldn't revisit it so that's uh, how I feel about it so that's The Vast of Night from 2019 on Prime uh, I'm, I'm gonna address this one too because I actually had it on my list because uh, I watched it too uh, a while back and uh, my opinion differs a little bit I actually enjoyed this one for the most part um, I do agree it's definitely slow in parts for sure I think you really got to get past that first, maybe like 20 minutes. Cause the first 20 minutes is it's impressive. Cause it's one take pretty much that, that like first 20 minutes where just the camera is following these two um, young people, like the whole way through, which by the way, the lead actress in this is the girl from um, VFW uh, for people who may uh, have watched that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the acting in this was great. Um, I thought it built tension like really well. And it was like a, it was a good, I thought it was a good different take on um, like an alien abduction type movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like straight sci-fi. I mean, there's not really any horror in this one per se, but it, it, it held my attention for the most part. And I found it to be interesting. I, I, I do agree a little bit about the ending for sure i think it is like lacking a little bit but i thought it you know it was it was kind of intentional i guess obviously like going by um this really important dialogue you get uh at one point by one of the characters and it kind of leads to that ending so i mean it made sense in that way but i i i get where steve's coming from that but i, I personally would recommend this one if you are into like heavy sci-fi uh, Sam, you got any more? Um, I don't <laughs> think so. No. Sam, there's one we can talk about together because we never, I don't think, talked about this one on the show. Um, don't tell me what to do. I'm just <laughs> kidding. What's that? 
Um, and Steve and Todd, you can stop me if we did talk about this, but I don't remember talking about it on the show. Um, 2020's Synchronic. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I we didn't watch that. About- yes, you did, Sam. <laughs> we watched it together. <laughs> um, but so I'm debating whether this is a 2020 or 2021 release because it got a very limited release in 2020 and is finally available everywhere. Um, this year, but this comes from um, the directors who did um, the Endless and also Spring. Uh, but this one is about uh, two New Orleans uh, paramedics uh, who basically uh, there's like a string of overdoses being attached to this new synthetic drug called Synchronic, um, and the lead, uh, par- the lead actor here is what's his name, Sam? You know him, Anthony, Anthony Mackie, right? Mackie. Yeah. Anthony Mackie, fantastic actor. Striking Vipers, anybody? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he. So basically, he delves deep into this synthetic drug, and he realizes that you, this synthetic, when you take this synthetic drug, you time travel. Um, basically into a parallel universe and one of the people who took who was it Sam was it a family member right one of his family members took it and she's gone missing so he actually took it because he was diagnosed with cancer and so it was known that it puts a pause on some gland in your brain and so then he found out that it is laced and it takes him to some place like Joe was talking about but his best friend which is also his co-worker um who is also um emt they work together his daughter went missing and she had experience experimented with drugs and so he realized that that's probably what she took so he goes to take it to see if he can travel back in time and find her yeah good yeah so yeah i mean i uh i really enjoyed this movie it's like such a good story and a really like original take on mm-hmm. like the time travel genre um fantastically acted it's like such like these two direct these directors um because it's a duo i mean like they just know how to make like great like sci-fi style movies like after watching the endless and then this they just like they know how to nail that uh aesthetic however like i i it was kind of the same problem I had with the endless where like great, great idea and decent execution, but could have been even more amazing. And I think they're definitely hindered a bit by their budget. You know, I think a lot of it's budgetary reasons and whatnot. However, I still thought this was a great movie. If this was a 2021 release, it would probably most definitely make my top 10. Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nice. All right. My second one this week is from 2014, and I saw it over on Amazon Prime, and that's Pay the Ghost. So in this one, uh, Nicolas Cage stars as the father of a boy who's abducted on Halloween night. One year later, he gets strange visions, leading him to believe his son might have been taken by something supernatural. He and his ex-wife must find the boy before midnight on Halloween, or they will lose him forever. So, um... Yeah, I, I enjoyed this for what it was. Uh, Nicolas Cage gives a surprisingly muted uh, performance where Nicolas Cage is always so like crazy and outgoing in his movies. I mean, I just watch A Vampire's Kiss and he's like 
full-blown Nicolas Cage in that one. But in this one, he really tones it down. And I think it's it's good for Nicolas Cage. Um, so he was actually really good in this one. Uh, some of the scares were also surprisingly effective. Um, so that was something that was surprising. But overall, the story is a little bit muddled. Uh, there's some weird, like, unexplained things that happen throughout the film. And uh, shockingly, the CGI wasn't that great. And there's a good like amount of it in the film uh for some of the ghosts and some of the demons and stuff uh overall average film but i still enjoyed it like uh i i never even heard of this i don't know i guess it completely went over my radar at, uh, when it came out in 2014 but uh I'd, I'd recommend it for a one-time watch so uh, that's 2014's pay the ghost over on prime can i make a guess based on the title does Nicolas Cage have to pay with his own life to get his son back? <laughs> Wrong. Ah, damn it. Yeah, and the uh, his ex-wife is uh, Laurie from The Walking Dead. So if you uh, or the girl from Prison Break as well, I think those are other movies. Speaking uh, of that, did you watch the new season yet? I did. Yeah, I watched. How's it, how's speak it on look- that too. How's it looking so far? I liked it. Um, it's so. So this is not a new season, technically. It's a six-episode add-on to last season. Uh, because of COVID restrictions, when they had to film, uh, you can tell that there was a smaller crew, uh, which is something that they explained. So the camera work is a little iffy, I find. Like, it's not as professionally shot as it would normally be. There's more shaky cam and more, like, the locations are a little, like, less impressive because they're doing it with such a small crew. But overall, I still really enjoyed it. And I'm super looking forward to uh, seeing what happens next. It, it's funny. So Negan was trending on Twitter, and I was trying to figure out why. And someone, some, like, BuzzFeed or whatever, was asking people, at what point did they leave The Walking Dead? Like, stop watching it? And the majority of them said it was when Negan came into the picture, which is ironic because I think Negan now is by far the best character on the show uh his story arc is so fucking interesting and jeffrey dean morgan is such a great actor at portraying him that it's it sucks that i get it why people left but the show's been so good the last two seasons and negan is a huge part of that uh negan and judith uh, which is ironic because you know it's a stupid baby as far as people who hadn't you know hadn't gotten <laughs> to the point where i'm at uh are the best characters so yeah it's a i, I like it really enjoying it that's where my mom left because she thought it was too violent when he killed glenn spoiler sorry a lot of people say that they're like oh glenn and glenn you know that was like straight out of the comic so i know but not for like my mom she doesn't right no yeah Yeah. not for your mom but a lot of people nice handsome asian kid that everyone loves getting beat to death with a bat she's like i'm done (laughs) right and that story is in this last episode i won't spoil it but is getting some resolution and or at least the beginning of some resolution and it's really interesting so it's awesome yeah, I'm, I'm um, waiting for Netflix to drop. Sorry, Sam, I'm waiting for Netflix to drop no, the last season, and then I'll get into it again. Um, I was just going to say, because uh, that was where I kind of stopped, was after Glenn had died. I think that was like a season finale, and then I just, I don't think I had AMC anymore, so I was like, man, whatever, and then I was also getting to the end of it where I just felt like um, one event took three episodes and I didn't like that anymore um so I haven't seen it since that but then the other night I don't know if it was a new season but it was um maybe it was not the new season but the episode that you're talking about Steve where it picked back up 
So it was just playing and I was like, should I watch The Walking Dead again? And Joe was like, what, you're just going to pick it up from here? And I was like, no, like, I'll go back and watch it. And that's interesting that you said about the camera and about the set and stuff, because I noticed that the camera was shaky, but it made me think of how Walking Dead first was when it became a television show. And like, that's when I loved it so much. And even the set was like smaller. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. And I was like, Joe, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch it. I was like, I'm back like on the Walking Dead train. Like, I can't wait. Um, So yeah, I think I'm going to go back and watch it. That's awesome. And this, this like six episode arc are going to be like smaller, more personal stories because of that. And yeah, I'm, I, yeah well, I look forward to, I like that, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And I can't wait because like, I saw that Negan was still on there and he seemed just the little clip that I saw that maybe he's not the bad guy or not the worst guy. And so I was like, oh my God, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is still on here. And I loved him from Supernatural. And it just seemed like it was a different storyline for him. And I was like, I became more interested in it. So I think I'm going to go back. Well, and the, the reason for that is there's an eight year time jump at some point. Oh, so, wow. So, okay. so they really like go from, you know, they go up to basically when Rick leaves the show and mm-hmm. then they jump super far away and it's a whole different thing going on after that and it's really interesting to see where the characters ended up where this yeah. is like different and it's it's really cool i love it you should so watch I the last season on netflix and that's where i picked up again okay and i think it was really good binging it like i think okay. that's the ideal way for walking dead right now and it'd be fine it, i don't know what season is the one that you're talking about but like it would be fine just starting from there i'd say start at nine Okay. This this is ten. I'd say start at season nine, season seven and eight, which are the two Negan seasons. They're not the best, you know. That's where the show yeah. kind of took a dip. But if you get, pick it up at nine, and that's where the whispers come in, and that's probably where it gets good again. We yeah, because we saw the whispers. Um, Joe was like, "Oh, I think those are the whispers," because um, the guy who uh, Ryan Hurst, like I saw him in the crowd of all of them, and I told Joe I thought it was. A mess up on the camera crew like because I saw that he had the mask tied up and I was like Joe they totally did not hide that I was like what the heck and he's like no I think those are the whispers and I'm like what the heck is a whisper and then I saw Ryan Hurst and I saw his name and I was like I wondered if that was Ryan Hurst and so that made me more excited that he's in it too because I like him from Sons of Anarchy so I'm just really excited to jump back into it. I would jump back in if we started on season nine, I guess. Like, I just didn't want to have to like start back from season six. And we could do like a uh, season recaps though on like YouTube and then just start on nine. Right. So then we aren't completely lost. Yeah. Or I could just watch it by myself. You don't Sure. To... All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. My last one tonight uh, is one I decided to watch based on it making the number one on two people's lists last year and that is get duked um which i think was off of todd's list two people from todd's list yeah those are my ratings. buddies yeah all right well i gotta completely disagree with your buddies here todd uh because i did not Uh-oh. like th- i did not like this movie at all uh so this is a, a comedy mainly you know i guess with some horror elements in there I guess loosely. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one is about um, like these four. So it's a, I want to I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but it's like some sort of European horror movie. I'm not exactly sure where it takes place, um, but it's these like four 
high school kids basically who go out um, on this like wilderness trip basically. Um, and they have to get, you know, from point A to point B and they're just, you know, let it off and got to go and figure it out. And uh, essentially they run into uh, this guy who's basically trying to hunt and kill them, uh, the four of them, basically. And uh, hilarity and insanity ensues from there. Um, this is like one of the first movies where I was like, I'm too old for this movie. Like, it's just like the comedy just did not hit for me whatsoever because they're like these four like hip hop rapper like young kids, uh. you know, and I'm just like, ooh, and like, there's like a whole scene where like the kid does like a full rap song, and like everyone's like dancing and shit, and I'm like, oh. I'm not, I'm not feeling that at all. <laughs> yeah. I will not be watching this. Sorry, TJ and Brent. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it, yeah, it just did not hit for me whatsoever. I, I did not find the comedy to be funny. There was like a couple of scenes I got a chuckle out of, but for the most part, I. It was a chore, and I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even finish it. I got an hour and 10 in, and I saw I still had, like, 25 minutes left, and I'm like, I don't even want to finish this. Like, I just don't care where it's going to go. So I just shut it off. So I I doubt it got better in those last 25 minutes. That would have changed my mind um, much. Um, So, yeah, just this one was not for me. And honestly, it might have made my worst of the year last year had I watched it. Wow. All right. Uh, my last one this week is a movie from 1991, and it, I found it over on Tubi, and that's Dead Space. Uh, full disclosure, I only watched it because I like the name, because I love the video game, but it has nothing to do with that, unfortunately. Um, so this one, a distress call is sent from a space station on Saturn as they deal with a deadly virus on board. So if you're a fan of sci-fi space adventures with like awesome creatures and badass heroes fucking watch alien because this is definitely not it uh this is like a poor man's alien uh it stars brian cranston and it felt like a sci-fi tv movie it's got a super low budget the action is just awful the puppets look bad oh man this movie is no good it really felt like something you would watch on sci-fi on a saturday morning um just did not enjoy this one at all Uh, even brian cranston who i absolutely adore uh, was not that great in this film. So if you happen to scroll by it on Tubi, keep scrolling, go to something else. Uh, I really could not recommend this one at all. So that's uh, Dead Space over on Tubi. That was a clever intro, though. You had me there. Yeah. <laughs> Just the only interesting thing I could write about the stupid movie was to try to mislead people thinking it would be good. And then, yeah, and give you an excuse to watch Alien because that movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all, folks? That's, That's it. All. all right. Trivia. The points are as follows. Me and the lead with a strong 27. Sam in third place with 20 points. Joe second place, 24. And Steve with 18. These have been switching weekly pretty much based on freaking high ass scores. So it's anyone's game. Yes. All right. I'll go first. Do it. Who stars in 1989's Phantom of the Opera? Robert uh, England. Robert oh, fucking Joe. Dang That's it. right. Uh, oh, well, the reason I thought of this is uh, somebody, uh, John Squires from uh, Delayed Disgusting, posted a picture of it and talked about it. And when I was a kid, I always thought this was a secret Freddy movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, because of the book cover, it really looks like Freddy just wearing a mask. Yep. And 
it's just such a misleading fucking cover. So misleading. I remember, I mean, obviously that's why they did it, but like literally that's why I rented it at my video store. But I have yeah. such, I have such fond memories of that cover and we'll, we'll post that cover on discord for people who don't know what we're talking about, but it's, it's literally Robert England and Freddy Krueger makeup, like with like a fan with an opera mask in front of Freddy's like face. It's like so bizarre. Right. And it's still failed. <laughs> so yeah. And I don't. I remember like hating the movie because I thought it was gonna be a Secret Freddy movie. But honestly, I don't remember anything about the movie now. Like, I, mean, yeah, I put on my yeah. list to check it out because uh, I, I thought of that. But I thought it was yeah, a cool callback to a mm-hmm. an era when that's all you had. Like, you looked at the cover, you're like, oh, Freddy, cool, I'll rent it. And then oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, some company just released a special edition of it recently, or like they released it on DVD for the first time ever, or Blu-ray for the first time ever. Awesome. Who's You're up, Joe. Me? Yeah, you got the first question right. All right. I will go then. Okay, first question is the special. So, Sam, get ready. Ooh. Okay. What is the name of the fortune teller brothel in the special? Soto's. Like her name, the woman's name. Miss Soto. Miss Soto? Madame Soto. Madame Ma- Soto. No. Ma- Madam Madam Zora. Madam something. Yeah. Yes. Steve Zora. got it. Madam Zora. Yeah. I was close. You were close. Almost there. <laughs> go up, Steve. Oh wait, no, no. Sorry, oh, yeah, you went. <laughs> yeah. Sam, would you like to go? Or do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go. Shout out to horror fan Ryan on nice. our Discord for sending me this trivia question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. What foul-smelling gift did the neighbors and Rosemary's baby give Rosemary when they became a, concerned about her pregnancy? A plant. Tannis root. I think technically Hello? we're both right, but Joe is more specific. No. Oh, it's not? Oh, I said a plant. Does that count? What was the gift? Tannis root. It was a necklace. <laughs> you have everything, Joe. God. <laughs> what do you mean? Isn't it's that right? A necklace, and then yeah. there was a bonus question. But you said you didn't say necklace, though. No, I said tannis. I said they it didn't was... just give her the tannis. He gets one point. Oh, okay. All right, one. Well, that's all you fucking get. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, all right. I, I misinterpreted uh, the question. My my fault. Brought to you by Weezer Face. All right. All right. One point question, but I need two answers. Oh great. Oh. What movie is this from? And who said it? So it's a quote. I need the character and the movie. Okay. I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Evil Dead. That's incorrect. Oh, God, that sounds familiar. Oh, I know it. If I get a second guess, I'm going for it. Yeah. Shut I, up. I can't think of it. Say it again, Todd. All right. Okay. I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Look at, look at Joe just yeah. ready. Like a shark. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't place it. I'm not even 100% sure. but Okay, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Do not read the fucking Latin. Yeah, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Dig deep. I can't place it. Joe, what's your second guess? Is it the cabin in the woods? It is, but I need the character name. Oh, God. Yeah, see that I won't get. Uh, Heath. 
Peace. <laughs> All right, you guys decide. Does he get a point for having Captain? No. The character's name is Marty, no. by the way. Okay. You, you, you specified there was. No? It? Okay. Good guess, though. Hmm. Back to Steve. All right. So we just watched this a few weeks ago. So hopefully Uh-oh. you remember. Uh oh. What, what are the fully skeletal undead known in the film Warm Bodies? Oh fuck! <laughs> Shit. Um, skellies, right? Or skeletons? No. No. What the fuck were they called? Yeah, oh, God. We I just, can't. We just watched this. I know. <laughs> That's how good all our memories are. We're fucking old. We're old people. Um. <laughs> you remember oh, Rosemary's what? Baby from? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I like how Sam is like channeling. Because I was the only one calling them by their name when we were reviewing this movie, <laughs> and so now I'm like. I'm trying Re- to block you guys out. Repeat that question, Steve. Maybe it'll draw some memory here. Drugs memory. What are the fully skeletal undead known in the film Warm Bodies? Damn, dude. Yeah. The Bonesies. Close enough. I'm getting the point to say. The yeah, that's pretty cool. It's the Bonies, but close. The Bonies. Bonies. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Goosebumps related. Ooh. So you are, oh. all, you are all Stein fans. Boy out there okay what was the very first book in say the cheese and die series in- incorrect oh um oh i got my second guess night of the living dummy incorrect i don't remember them at all <laughs> um is it monster house incorrect fuck me dude house of blood <laughs> i don't know <laughs> she was looking at our goosebumps collection over there i can Cheating see fucker look at her <laughs> if it's in the room it counts <laughs> is it the monster slime one incorrect the correct answer is welcome to dead house <gasps> oh i can see the cover too we have that stupid ass book <laughs> say, say cheese and die was the early one though i think Sam just picked up a nice array of uh, Goosebumps books this uh, weekend nice. when we went out. Yeah. Do you guys read them though, or you just put them on the shelf? Um, I put them on the shelf, but I have I have the intent to read them. But um, I'm really excited because I grabbed a few Goosebumps, but um, I found like an eight book collection of Sabrina the Teenage Witch from the TV show in the '90s, like all of like the little books. So I'm excited about that. Did you guys watch that, Steve? I feel like maybe you're it was a little past your Sabrina? Like okay, watching Steve's age. not that much older than me. <laughs> no, but he's like a few like like even that like that four even that well even that like four or five year five year gap is yeah. a difference. Yeah. It's huge, yeah. Did you watch it though? What what was Sabrina's Sabrina Teenage Witch? Yeah, with Melissa with Joan Melissa Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. Not really. But it wasn't that a that wasn't an age thing. It was it was like more of my sister's thing. You know, so I almost re- like didn't watch it because of that. <laughs> like, oh, for and girls. also, it, it came on Friday nights, and so Steve was, was uh, always uh, on a date. Obviously, it was <laughs> yeah, um, TGIF, wasn't it? It was, yep. yeah, yeah. Todd, yeah. were you into it, Todd? No, never was. Yeah. No. All right, guess just you and I, Sam. <laughs> guess so. All right, who's next? Uh, uh, my Sam? turn, Sam. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um. Okay, John Travolta auditioned on a lunch break while filming what? Oh God, I read this wrong. <laughs> when he auditioned <laughs> for Carrie. Wait, what? <laughs> um, Saturday that? Night Fever. Grease. Should I repeat it? Yeah, please repeat it. 
Okay. John Travolta auditioned for Carrie on a lunch break while filming what project? Okay. Is, St- is either Todd Fever. or Steve, right? Um, what did you say, Todd? Saturday Night Fever. And Steve said? Grease. Okay. Nope. Grease. Both? Ooh, I got to guess. Okay. Um, but that's not fair, Joe, because it like knocks the two options out. I honestly don't. Be, those, so don't those be are the only two next time if they got it wrong or not. Those are the only two movies I even like. Those are the only two like popular movies he was in back then. Though, so I don't even know. Like I don't even have a guess. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything yeah. else from that era. Was it Christine? Yeah. Was he in Christine? I don't think so. No. Who was the big actor in Christine that got killed? By, like like a crony. Maybe oh. maybe. Someone big. Someone, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Someone it was someone big. I can't remember though. I don't remember. Uh, I'll just say the fanatic. <laughs> no, don't you dare. <laughs> what was no, it, it was Welcome Back Cotter. Oh, show. Yeah, yeah. Used to, I saw the reruns on Nick at night. It was it was a funny wow. show. All right. Also brought to you by Weezer Face. Um, All right. This is another I need a character and movie. This is gonna be a Easy one. Boy, I bet you stick your head in fire if I told you you could see hail. That was That's Otis. In, uh, yeah. Otis, House Without the Corpses. House. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. That is correct, Joseph. <laughs> All right. Thank you. My last question of the night. Uh, in what area of the house does protagonist Ellison Oswald find the horrifying Super 8 home movie in Sinister? Uh, attic. Attic. Correct. Yeah, Yay. Todd, Todd got it. Yay. All right, Todd. On the board. All right. Joe, who, what did we watch recently where I was like, that's Jedediah all grown up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jedediah. yeah. Yeah. Um, Deliverance? No, it was just the other night. We were watching something. Jedediah. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, what did remember. we watch? I thought, what do, what do, I'm trying to think I, what we watched recently. I don't know. I thought you would remember off the, the top of your head. The more time I passes don't. from when we cover those movies, the more I like them. Like the TCM remake? Yeah. Yeah. We all gave it pretty damn high ratings. Yeah, I we think. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. My next, my last question of the night is Stephen King, novel related. Ooh. In Stephen King's The Shining, mm-hmm. what were the ages of the Grady sisters? Uh, well, six and eight. Incorrect. Steve was about to shout out the number of the room. I, I was. Yeah, <laughs> I had it ready. <laughs> The Grady sisters. And the I'll mother. take another guess if uh, they're wrong. Okay. Sam said 12, I believe, which is incorrect. Yeah. Um, five and seven. Incorrect. Eight Darn. and 10. Correct. Nine. I-, I knew it was eight. I didn't remember if it was six and eight or eight and 10. Yes, that is correct. They were not actually twins, folks. Yeah. Good question. They, 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 ne- call- they never refer them as twins either. So they, no, oh, then- and they're never referred to as twins. And people say that it isn't even the Grady twins or the Grady sisters in like the Shining movie. People say people right. claim they're not even. They're just like different characters, know, ghosts. Yeah. So how, how though? Because they have um, to be sisters. The, I mean, the, the actresses are twins. That, that's what it comes right. From. That's why they call that. Uh, but I mean, if they're ghosts when they're human they would have been wearing the same outfits and well that's the thing it's the outfits too and yeah there's a lot of mm-hmm. yeah you know, and like how they're right. whoever's parents dressed both of them i don't know right no they definitely i mean they look like twins it's not a 
they can right. tell but it's always <laughs> interesting when because people so refer to the twins that when you find out they're not actually twins it's interesting yeah it is it blew my mind like when i just found that <laughs> yeah. out like i just found that out recently too and i'm really? like what <laughs> is that it uh no is that yeah. it i have yeah. one more oh and so is okay. todd right yep okay all right <laughs> what brawl did bet midler turn down because she thought it was too violent misery and all right, Todd. Wow. Yeah, boy. Interesting. Bet Midler and Misery, huh? That they had they they had some good character um, choices for uh, James Conn's character Conn too, right? Too, yeah. yeah. Oh, did they? It was there was a big oh, actor. Was, was it I Bill Murray? Was, was supposed to be like one of them? There was I don't like a, that. Wasn't I wanna, Bruce? I think Bruce Willis was. Yeah, was it was Bruce toyed, Willis. Toyed with. Bruce Willis was toyed with. I think. I think um, Clint Eastwood might have been toyed with too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. Yeah, there's no other Annie Wilkes. There just isn't. No, no for sure. Yeah. They did. They did a um, a play, like a Broadway play of it, and um, Jackie there from uh, Roseanne. Oh, really? And, uh, Laurie Annie Metcalf. Wilkes. Yeah, Laurie Metcalf played her. Yeah. <laughs> she's a great actress. It's uh, if you see her in movies, like she's really good. Just mm-hmm. you're so used to seeing her as, uh, you know, her character in Roseanne that you kind of forget. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, hey, people, and then yeah, she screamed too. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. She's, yeah, exactly. She's a she horror legend. <laughs> she met up with them online, right? Uh, yeah, yeah they, they met they met in like a serial killer like forum or so something. So dumb. Right. So nineties. Yeah, it's totally nineties, yeah. Um all right, my final one is also Stephen King related. Oh right. in Salem's Lot. Mm, what's damn. the name of the vampire's familiar uh, slash servant? Okay. Same thing. Uh, I'll take a last the, name. Is it the same as in the movie? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going off movie. I'm going off okay, movie. off movie. Okay, I it's don't same, even remember. Same as the book, though, just for reference. He was like the from what I remember, he was like the one of the best parts of the movie, though. <laughs> he was like he was good in it. <laughs> it's not Guillermo, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's the question? What, what's in uh, Salem's Lot? What's the name of the vampire's familiar? His, oh. his little butt buddy servant. I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember either. Really? Pedro? No. Striker. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's a great name. He's, too. A, he's a fucking asshole in the book. <laughs> never seen it or never read it. You saw oh, yeah, it. We covered it. I don't think she was on Sam that episode. Oh. Yeah, I don't think you were on that episode. Sam was on that episode. Remember where Sam like, took like a five or six episode break at one point? So she that was nice. I bet the it. I bet the listeners missed that. Shut up. <laughs> no. uh, does anyone have any bonuses? I don't have any. No. No, I got nothing. We gotta get to the week. we gotta get to the reviews anyway. All right. Yeah, so, nice. so tonight we had pretty even across the board. Joe with three, big three for the night. Steve and myself had two. Sam with the one, which brings us up to Todd, 29, first place. Joe, second place, 27. Sam third twenty one and Steve with twenty. Anyone's game still? Shit. Yes. Steve Anyone's game. <laughs> On the night I was disappeared, I went to that guy's house and I saw them together in bed. And I remember I was just being sick. And I looked up and there was someone looking over the cubicle wall at me. Mama.
Mommy, be coming back. I miss her. Some films came in from the police archive. Do you look at them for me? Hey, that's my road. I know this sounds crazy, but this is the same man I saw in the night house who was murdered. <laughs> I knew what I seen was real. Tell me you believe this. Detective Nakamura, you're coming with me. We found a hammer in the canal with your fingerprints. I think there's something in my house. I have proof I've captured a man on something. It's a ghost. Mr. Williams has just lost his wife. His symptoms are part of a grieving process. David, talk to someone. I'm not going to a psychiatrist. There's nothing wrong with me. I've seen things, I've heard things, and it's the only rational explanation. I don't think it is. Yes, it is. Oh, you didn't kill her, did you? I love my wife. People always suspect the husband. Do you know why that is? Because it's always the husband, every time. I didn't do it. Look, I'm not going insane. You ever see other people in the house? to uh, Letterbox 2014 Ivan Kavanaugh and also you guys can watch this on Shutter, Amazon Prime and Tubi in the United States so quite the selection there um, a man who suspects his wife is cheating on him begins having nightmarish visions of an evil presence that he believes inhabits his house so uh, this movie is about a gentleman who's an archivist video archivist so he watches a bunch of old films um, he in the beginning of the movie he gets a house that he moves into with his wife they love it Fast forward a few years and now they have a child together in the house, um, but things are a little bit rocky in the relationship. It's kind of obvious right away that she's uh, two timing him. Um, you know, they're at a, a work party. She sees him like her, you know, flirting with this dude and her touching him. Them looking back all shady, like, come on, lady, hide it better. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, he watches one of his films from like a police archive record or yeah, police record of something like really early, like in the early 1900s, something like that. Um, where he sees his house that he lives in now, a murder took place in it. And then he starts seeing visions of the victims and the murder people or the people that are murdered, like in everyday aspects of his life. So he starts like hearing things like, is what he's seeing real or is it in his mind, whatever. And then he falls his wife, man. And she's fucking some guy with a ponytail. And uh, I guess we'll leave it at that. If you guys want to jump in. Yeah, uh, so I had remembered this movie had got like a lot of buzz when it first came out, but I just decided like to never check it out for whatever reason. Um, flash forward five years, five, six years later, we're going to be covering um, the other movie we're going to be reviewing tonight, Sun. We got uh, the opportunity to interview the director, Ivan Kavanaugh. So I went back, looked at his filmography and I saw that um, his other horror movie he did was this movie, The Canal. So I decided to uh, give it a watch in prep for the interview. And wow, I got to say, I, I really enjoyed 
the hell out of this movie. This was like such a pleasant surprise um, for me, just because like I had no expectations whatsoever going in. Um, but man, it's it's just so well done. I mean, it's obviously like low budget indie, but like it doesn't really show all that much. Um, it's you know really well acted throughout. It's got like quite a great story as well um kind of give like has i guess like sinister vibes at certain points um but like is like way smarter than like sinister it just like has like a a way more interesting story to me anyway um because you know you're toying with is this in the guy's head or because we didn't even mention obviously um you know his wife ends up gone goes missing um you know after the night he discovers that she's cheating and then eventually she's found murdered um so the basically the rest of the movie plays out you know was there something sinister or um you know paranormal at bay here or was the guy just kind of crazy and I, I like that it it played on that the whole movie and you don't really know what's going on there's like a lot of these weird hallucinations throughout um so it really kind of keeps the the viewer guessing uh up until pretty much just right until the ending there um and there's like some really great scares in this movie too um one in particular which i'm sure we could get into a little bit but yeah i mean i really enjoyed this one yeah uh i i echo everything that joe said uh, i also watched it last week uh to prepare for the interview and it was just like a last minute watch because I had a little bit of time before the interview and I really enjoyed it. I, I was really in for this mystery. Like I was glued to the screen. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm a little boarding, we all like pick up my phone and check out Twitter or whatever. But in this one, I barely did that because I was so into trying to figure out what was going on. Was it supernatural? Was it, you know, him just being crazy? And I liked all the characters. I liked the acting. The kid is like fantastic, like really like, for an, an actor that young to seem to follow his role so well was very impressive. And uh, yeah, it was just a really solid film and I can't wait to discuss some of the finer points in it. Uh, Sam, what do you think? I also agree. I double co-sign. Um, so I agree with Joe, like, cause I got sinister vibes from it as well. And definitely on the same page with Steve. I loved all of the characters. It was really interesting. I wasn't bored. Um, I was actually working on something while I was watching it before we hopped on for uh, this week's episode. And I was actually stopping what I was doing just so I could pay more attention to um, the movie. And I really liked it. I don't have any complaints. There were, because Joe told me, I didn't think I was going to have time to watch it, but he's like, you really need to watch it. Like there's some spooky stuff in it. Um, It's pretty scary. And so I think if I watched it in the dark, I definitely would have been really scared um but since I was watching with like lamps and stuff on um but still it was really scary and I really liked it yeah so if you haven't watched it yet like I said on Shutter, Amazon Prime and Tubi for Americans um Steve was it available for you for free uh I, I didn't check everything but it was on Prime okay cool um so we're gonna spoil it starting now um I I, I don't know what I don't know I I seem like I predicted everything that would happen in this movie like that being said I, I really liked it but even to the point of the uh, realtor, I'm like, oh, she's setting him up. Like right away, I was like, okay, I'm not the only one then. I thought they like, they telegraphed every single thing. Like he killed her, the realtor's in on it. The boy's gonna do like a kind of pet cemetery thing and go with them. So it's like, that being said though, I still liked it a lot. Like 
I felt so bad for the character because, well, first of all, I was worried for the kid, like at all times. I'm like, I'm like, this kid's cute. They're going to do something to him. And then we're walking by the canal. I'm like, he's going to jump in. And he's walking to school and the dad's fucking like looking off in the distance. Like he's going to get taken. And then they go by the fucking bathroom with a bunch of drug addict shit. I'm like, oh, great. He's going to get, and then you never know when that's going to happen. That's a lot of tension. And then to jump to the end, I felt, I'm, dude, it freaking made me tear up, man. I felt really bad for the kid. Um, so yeah, I thought it was predictable, but not in a way that I didn't, it didn't stop me from enjoying it. Um, and I, I, the girl, man, she really pissed me off. Like, I don't know. It, it yeah, bugged me. We never really see like what her reason, like, well, obviously you never have like a good reason to cheat or anything like that clearly, but like, you never really see why she cheated. Like if it was like, cause she was feeling neglected in the relationship, they never really got into that. It was just, she was just cheating on him, you know? I, I thought he was going to cheat with that one, his coworker. Oh yeah, I mean they, they were lovely, de- man. they they were definitely playing that up a lot, and I thought it was gonna happen too, but it never does happen. So I mean, yeah. the guy is just like a legitimately like good guy, like, and I, you do feel for him because like he never like has a moment where you're like, oh, like he's an asshole, no, like this is why she went and cheated on him or something like that. No, he just seemed like like a really legit good family man. Yeah, he so didn't like even, just, he didn't even call her out at the party when she was clearly right. He was all up on her, and like he was just like, all right, yeah, so, yeah, fuck, I feel bad for him. Right, yeah, yeah. and cheating's one thing she had been with this guy a year and was pregnant right. with his baby yes so, right. i mean she, that's way beyond like you that's know true. She, she should have been fucking separated at and the then very and then she time. says when he get, when she gets caught i'm sorry i love you like did you did you love him <laughs> Here, i have a question for you guys and it re- this really bothered me why did everyone in his life like the guy she was fucking over him I know, right? That bothered that's, me so much. That's why I feel like maybe there was something cut out of the story or something like that. Like maybe there was more to it, you know, like the backstory or something with this guy. Maybe he did something previously or something. But yeah, like, cause you're right. Cause the mother and like, and no one seemed to like give a fuck that this got like that her daughter like cheated and like was like basically tearing the family apart. Well, they're taking, well, it's, it's her family. So yeah. presumably, you know, so if two people are having a really tough time, right? People presumably would go into their circles and bash the other. So mm-hmm. from their perspective, he's the asshole. Even if he didn't do anything, what she says about him is probably really bad. So, and she's probably talking up the other guy because she's in love with him. So it makes sense to me that her family would see it as kind of the other guy being, and especially that she died in, in like, you know, uh, in circumstances that maybe he could have done it. Uh, I know the cops certainly believe so. She left her kid alone to go fuck some weirdo. Like, <laughs> well, alone, she I, left him with his dad. I No, you know what I mean, though. Like, I'm, work, I'm working late, take care of our kid and do every every single thing, take him to school, pick him up, and go to work, and then I'm going to be banging this fucking guy. Like, that's... Yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying, though, Steve. Like, definitely, the mom would defend her. But yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, like yeah. An, an example of that is uh, one of my best friends. Uh, you know, my whole like high school life, we were told that his uh, dad beat his mother, and we always felt bad when we went over. And I was like, it's a fucking asshole. And I, I even I, when I would go over, I'd give him like dirty stares and everything. And then he got arrested one night. And my, you know, I told my friend, I'm like, damn, you could come over to my house if you want to. You know, chill. And he's like, I got to tell you something, man. It's not him. And we found out that the whole time it was her. She's the one who beat him. And she called the cops on him because he wouldn't do something for her. And it, we later found out that, yeah, she was beating the shit out of him and blaming him. So I believe that perception could be different. And that's what I figured here. 
For a second, I thought that the dad and the guy she was cheating with were the same. They look exactly the same. <laughs> you think? What? The guy's no like way. a top not, a top a top man bun. <laughs> but okay, see this is where cuz when I first started watching it, I was like, "Oh, maybe this is like him in a different life or a different time or maybe this is like who he used to be." And so that's where I was kind of going with it, but then I realized like, "No, it's a different guy." All right. <laughs> but I wish we got one thing I wish we got was a little more backstory on this like killer ghost dude. Cause like, um, you know, I, I don't think we needed a lot more, but like, what was the reasoning? Like, he's just a sinister ghost that just like inhabits this house and is like, just takes over whoever is kind of, you know, in the house, I guess. Cause like they did kind of mention that uh, like the previous owner, something happened with him too. Right. If I'm not mistaken, he kill himself. Yeah, I, I think he did. I thought they mentioned something like that. He didn't he murder but, his wife? Wasn't that the whole thing? He stabbed his wife a hundred times or whatever. Well, that was the first guy. That was the one before. Okay. What were you gonna say, Sam? No, I. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I wish we got like a little more, I guess, about like his backstory. I guess like this, the main ghost, obviously, like who's like kind of taking over, but. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really like my only complaint, I guess, just because I, I would like to know like a little more of like why he is so um, like hell bent on staying back and like ruining people's lives, I guess. <laughs> I think it, I chalk it up to the people that were in the house before were into the devil and they were doing del devil worshiping. So maybe it's mm -hmm. just a center for evil, I guess. And they just need, right. like at the end there, I mean, I, this is what I thought is that his family is now the maybe kind of like not a caretaker is the wrong word but now they're with them too mm -hmm. and the ones before that and so on and so on it keeps feeding on everybody right right yeah no it was great it was i mean yeah i mean i really enjoyed like where it went and like i said some of the scares were great i think the best most effective effective was when the little boy was panning the the webcam the laptop with his dad yes. and yeah. like he's circling around the room and then you just see it in the corner and it stands up and i mean the music like played a big factor obviously because it's kind of like that jump scare music but it's still like a really effective scare anyway and it's just like really creepy and like what what's funny is is it's just like a normal looking guy too like this dude but they just the way they like they shot it it was just like perfect and there's like little creepy parts throughout like when the babysitter almost gets raped by uh the ghost there like that part is like really disturbing too and yeah so yeah there's like some great scares in this as well can we give the babysitter an award for how cool she was yeah no kidding. <laughs> seriously she stuck out she stuck it out for that kid as long yeah. as possible yeah i felt bad for her like yeah. she was in a position where she wants to protect a kid but leave the guy so it's like mm -hmm. that's a tough position yeah. um, i liked I could... the lead detective too i liked him as well i think he was in a dark song if i'm not mistaken i think it's the same actor but i could be wrong oh you know what now that you mentioned that he was the dude that was doing like the seance and stuff huh it might have been yeah. him. yeah maybe i can't remember what were we gonna say steve yeah, I was going to say a few of the notes I took. Uh, first, I fucking loved his co-worker, Claire. Uh, I was hoping the whole movie they'd get together because they seemed better <laughs> for each I other. Uh, but I'm also glad they didn't go that way. You know, it's just like one of those things. Uh, how cool is this fucking job? Like at the National Archives, uh, just yeah, watching yeah. old yep. movies and noting them. Uh, I really liked the scene where the demon baby is being born. It was really like creepy and they showed <gasps> a lot of fucking yeah. detail. Yeah. Was, uh... I forgot all about that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, and I like also the scare where he's in that public bathroom and the things like in front of him, and then you see like you know the dark face like over the the stall and everything. I thought uh, that was an effective scare as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got two questions on the movie just uh, really okay. quickly from Weezer Face. She asked, "Is this a Christmas horror film?" Yes, I was going <laughs> to tell you guys that. I was going to be like, add this to your Christmas horror list. Yes. All right. <laughs> I mean, sure, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Christmas doesn't play much into it, but it is no. Christmas, so. Yeah. Yes, it does. I got so excited when they like were playing the Christmas tunes. I was like, oh, this is definitely going on the list. <laughs> um, and our other question is, don't uh, British people have locks on their back door, on their like child yeah. locks on their... Jeez. Uh... Yeah, that ending is, is just so uh, bleak and dark, you know, the sun ends up jumping out of the car and killing himself uh so dark because basically ghost mom like convinced him to do it which really probably isn't ghost mom just like a the malevolent forces within the house I, and stuff i like to think there's a happy ending that they're all together because <laughs> i can't think of another way <laughs> that's yeah, fucked right. up man this is fucked up and fuck mm-hmm. the realtor too bitch for for <laughs> taking there yeah but yeah, it's uh, very bleak. I, I like my end- I like bleak endings though. So I thought this, you know, it, obviously killing a kid is never fun. But it, yeah, but it you was, know, what's- it was very it was very effective because the kid is so damn cute. Like that, it's just like it hits it. It hits really hard when he does it. I also appreciated that they didn't like make it over the top. Like in, right, like yeah. uh, Doctor Sleep, I thought was really terrible because they just yeah. showed it over and over. Like okay, we get it. It was this quick thing and it sucked, but it was over. Um, and a huge shout out to the director uh he says in the interview but uh, all practical absolutely no cgi in this Mm -hmm. Uh, same thing in sun so he just he's a big fan of practical effects and he Mm -hmm. goes into it in the interview so you'll hear that but uh and it it shows i think in this movie that that's what makes it creepier because he could have easily gone uh the cgi route especially with some of the footage and stuff Mm -hmm. uh but he didn't and that's awesome that lead actor is really good in uh, Man in the High Castle too. For anyone who wants to watch that, agreed. Oh, yeah, nice. super agreed. Is that uh, horror based or no? It's an oh, alternate okay. history where the Japanese and Germans won, and cool a Jewish man and living in occupied America. Oh, nice! A movie or TV show? TV movie? show on Prime. TV mm-hmm. show on Prime. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right, read it. Yes. Uh yeah. I'm gonna give this. I was like teetering, but um, I'm gonna. I really. I mean, I really enjoyed this one and. If we were doing this, if this was like a 2021 release, this would have been in my top 10, like no doubt about it. Uh, so I'm giving this one an eight. I concur. 8.25. Oh, I'm going to go with an eight also. Um, so I watched it twice. I watched it last week for the interview oh. and I watched it again yesterday uh, for the review. And I, I had originally given an 8.5, but now I'm down to an eight. And I think knowing that it's um, him like kind of in his head for the whole movie and he killed her and everything takes a little bit away from the movie because I think the experience of going through the motions with him was interesting. But when you know, it's a little less interesting, but still I'd give it an eight and I I really like this movie. It's awesome. Check it out. All right. Horse squad approved. Mom, if you had eight arms, what would you do with the extra ones? Hey, I would just show them off and call myself the spider lady. Good answer, Mom. Good night. I love you, Mom. 
physically wrong with your son. Think you could have been dreaming? Wake up, honey. Why do you think these people were here? Who were they? I was raised in a cult. It was them. They're coming for us. They awakened something in him. I was dreaming. What about? Drowning in a river of blood. This cult may still be out there. Is that the boy? There was never any cult. She retreated into a fantasy world. If this is real, she needs our protection. And what if it's not? Say the words. It's all in your head. You have no idea what he's capable of. Yeah, 2021 Sun. Uh... Anyone want to synopsize besides me? I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, a woman with a shady past has an unwanted son. Later in his life, he starts getting really sick and only gets better if he eats human flesh. Meanwhile, a mysterious cult tries to kidnap him as his mom tries to stop them and keep her son alive by any means necessary. That's a fucking crazy movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, and it kind of is. Um so yeah so this one is getting released day of this episode so you guys can check it out uh video on demand and, and it'll be on shutter in a few months it's yeah. uh, I, saw, I saw the logo at the beginning so. yeah right so yeah dark, same thing happened to dark and wicked and that took i think four or five months after we got the screener so it will be coming eventually but you can check it out vod and it does say select theaters as well so uh you might be able to check it out there as well um uh, but yeah stars emil hirsch and like I said, the granddaughter from uh, Halloween, Halloween uh, 2018 there. But yeah, so um, yeah, overall, I I liked this movie. Um, I didn't love it. Uh, you know, there's like a lot of like interesting things for sure, obviously, because like obviously the movie opens and, you know, this woman is essentially escaping this, what we find out, she's escaping this cult and gives birth to um, this child, um, that we end up finding out is, you know, ha is basically like the spawn of, of Satan, essentially. Um, but, you know, the sun now, you know, flash forward and the sun is probably what, like eight or nine now or something, would you say, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. about that? Okay, yeah. And uh, he basically starts um, acquiring a taste for like flesh, essentially. Uh, it, it reminded me a lot of, um, uh, what's that movie? Uh fucking let the right one in it kind of like that that it kind of reminded me of that like where like she's going off and uh just like eating people and that's kind of what happens with this movie the little boy is starts like eating people and stuff like that and it just kind of goes bonkers from there where we get into like this whole like satanic cult thing being involved and stuff but uh, you know i'll leave it for you guys to watch it um but yeah i mean overall i liked it i i didn't love it i i thought um great idea and semi good execution. My problem was is that there was just like nothing new. It didn't add anything new to the to like this genre of horror. Uh, 
you know, I, I've seen like all of this stuff before. I wish it kind of was a little more original, you know. Um, but overall, it's an okay watch. Like it, it's it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, and it has some really cool scenes. Um, one in particular, which I'm sure we'll talk about, um, with um the son uh, going after a, a guy in the bathroom, which was probably the best part of the movie. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll let Steve and Sam talk to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with everything you said. That's exactly what I wrote down is that it was good. It was an interesting ride, but it was a little too cliche. One, like it's the type of movie where with the interest comes from how is she going to get out of this situation? And that's it. That, and it's just like these beats. So she gets into a situation and you you wonder, okay, how is she going to get out of this one? Because, you know, either the cops are coming or the son has to feed or she's going to get caught by the neighbor. And as soon as she somehow manages to escape that situation, she puts herself in another situation. And it's just like this almost like formulaic, okay, this to this to this to this to this leads to this. And there's nothing that really diverges from that path. And I think that's ultimately the downfall of the movie is like Joe said, it's a little bit too much familiar territory uh but i did find i again similar to the canal i was really interested throughout to figure out how she would get these situations i was really curious to find out what the deal is with the sun is the cult real or not so similar to the canal uh is is it all in his head or is it like real it was the same thing is their cult real or is it all in their head so it's almost like the same movie in some way uh and the acting's terrific just really great acting the kid's very good too um he could have easily been an annoying kid like with what he was given but he did a good job of conveying his need to feed but not being too annoying about it um and also the pain that he's constantly in he was really well uh like putting that into out there and uh, yeah and i i won't say what it is because it is a new film but i was disappointed with the ending i was expecting a little bit more but uh overall i liked it um well i don't have anything different to add to what Joe and Steve said um it was a good watch the acting was good it was it I think Joe did you mention that it reminded you of um shit what's that movie that you were talking about probably not anyways I said let the right one in a little bit yeah yeah I agree with that too but I mean I I still enjoyed it um so yeah yeah I, I would say like the best way to describe it would be like let the right one in meets like the omen sort of i guess like kind of sort of but yeah i mean it's 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 an okay watch like i said i I think it's like you know it's like a decent like time passer 90 minutes is it going to make my top 10 of the year or anything like that no it won't but you can do a hell of a lot worse you know it's like i said great performances like steve said and sam i mean good acting throughout um decent story if like especially like if you're into like satanic cult stuff i mean i think you know you'll definitely enjoy this more than maybe some others um but yeah not bad at all yeah and it's gonna be on shutter i i would recommend it definitely to watch it once it's on shutter yeah definitely Um, yeah but if you're into this film i mean you know check it on vot too i mean uh, definitely support indie films uh Mm -hmm. but if you're gonna wait uh, shutter i'd recommend it once it's there there's enough there to warrant viewing it yeah so all right you want to read Sure. Uh, mm, I don't know. Kind of like the further away I've gotten from it, like I think back and I'm like, I kind of liked it more than like I original my original rating was. Um, so like I think my original rating when I sat down was like a six and a half. 
But like the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, there's more memorable parts than than I think that I kind of enjoyed. So you know, I'm gonna I'm comfortable with the seven on it. I'm gonna do a seven point five. See, I'm on the opposite end, uh, Joe. I I, okay. I I didn't rewatch this one. I only rewatched right. the canal. Uh, so I was a seven point five when I originally wrote it. But to me, this movie's forgettable. Like yeah. in a month, I won't remember it. It's not one of the movies they'll strike me in 2021 when we make our right. list, you know. So I think I'm a, at a seven. Good, good watch, but nothing, nothing crazy. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll watch it on Shutter. Yeah, yeah it, it's definitely worth like a watch. It's de- it's definitely worth a streaming watch. You know, if it hits Shutter, Netflix, or whatever. Yeah, definitely. All right. So next week, big week. We're after a four-year campaign <laughs> to try to get you guys to watch this fucking thing, uh, we're I'm finally going to review. Glad you did. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I pushed enough. That's for, I used to write into the show like one, every <laughs> once in a while to remind you guys, and yeah, it's, uh, you just you just had to become a host for it to happen. Yeah. Exactly. It still it took fuck a year and a half to, <laughs> yeah. to convince you guys to get through. But we're doing The Exorcist season one in Canada. It's on Netflix in the U.S. I believe it's Hulu. Hulu. Yes. Um, Hulu. Yeah, so we're just doing season one. There's two seasons. I recommend both seasons, but season one is really where it shines. Um, so yeah, so check it out. It'll be a, a fun review, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. Sam and I are gonna have to binge it because we haven't started yet. But we have <laughs> yeah. a week. We have a week to watch the ten episodes. Todd, I mean, so. have you started it? Uh, yeah, I'm through four episodes. Do you like it? Start, uh, uh, little spoiler. I like it a lot. Yeah. All right. But I'm gonna give oh, a little. Okay, give a little. I'm gonna throw a little <laughs> hook out there. I hate the demon. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, okay. I fucking can't stand that creeper. Okay. I will say this: the second half I like better than the first half. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking the the train scene, Steve, where uh, yeah, little, little Mac Daddy action happens. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> something guy. something happens in the like mid season that changes the course of the show, and that's where it gets really interesting. But anyway, we'll discuss it all next week. Uh, we're gonna do it the same way we did. Um, Stranger Things season three. We're going to go episode by episode. I'm writing a little recap by episode. Nice. So. nice. So yeah, so check it out. And uh, I think that's all for this all week. Right. Yeah. Listen well, to the interview. We might have to oh. cut We might have to cut a segment because that might be a long Yeah, I, th- long, I think we're uh, just going to do maybe just yeah. questions and trivia maybe because what watch, yeah. I don't know if I'll have time to watch three movies right. on top of yeah. 10 episodes yeah. of a TV show. So. Right. Yeah, so right. check out the interview with Ivan Kavanaugh. I was really interested. It's short, yes. sweet, but to the point. And I, he's a really yeah. nice guy, really good answers. And check yeah, it out. Yeah, I know. It is a good interview. Yeah, and we talked Canal and Sun. So both movies we discussed. So you'll be able to hear a little bit about both. So right, enjoy. So All right. Bye. 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 See you on Discord. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast. Joined by a very special guest. Uh, genre fans will be best for his movie, The Canal. And today he is here to talk to us about his latest film, Sun, which will hit VOD and select theaters on March 5th. The writer director, Ivan Kavanaugh. Ivan, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's, it's cold here. I'm in Sweden at the moment and it's minus oh, 15. Huh? So it's colder than I ever felt. You know, I'm from Ireland and I never guess more than minus three. So this is like hell. Nice. Are you doing anything, uh, any projects over there or just? Uh, a oh, my, my wife is Swedish and we have a, we oh, have a place here. Yeah, so we're just nice. spending some time here. Great. Uh, all right. So uh, why don't you just start by telling our listeners a little bit about Sun and uh, where you came up with the idea for it? Um, uh, well, I came up with the idea after my, my son was born, actually, um, my, my uh, first son uh, five years ago. 
and um, he had a very difficult birth. And uh, after he was born, we were really worried about him for, for months and we had a lot of sleepless nights. And, but during this time, I could see how close him and his mother were becoming, that, that kind of mother-son bond, which was, everyone says is very special, but it's, it, it really is. It's, it's, this, it's not like the father-son relationship, it's something else. And then I, I, I began to think, well, what exactly wouldn't the mother do to protect her son? How far would she go? Is there anything that she wouldn't do? And that was the starting point for us. Nice. Um, so obviously we have a great cast here. Uh, Emil Hirsch, uh, Andy Matichak, and uh, Luke David Blum, among others, of course. Uh, how, how was the vibe on set with everyone? Yeah, it was great. I mean, the, the cast really got on fantastic. You know, I mean, with, with, with Luke, he's um, this amazing child actor, you know, and, and I've worked with kids now in my last three films and, and um uh, the key to getting good performances out of children is to keep the mood up all the time. So what may look um, uh, like horrific stuff or, or, or painful stuff or, or emotional stuff on, on, on camera, as soon as the camera goes off, it's just it's just like a game, you know? So the, the mood on set was fantastic. It was really a great shoot. Great. And uh, th- th- is this, your, this was your second time working with uh, Emil Hirsch, correct? That's right. Yeah, we did a Western previously with um, John Cusack called Never Grow Old. And um, we got on really well during that. And he asked to read the script I was doing next. And he really liked the role of Paul, the detective. So, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was lucky he was free at the time and, and, and he really wanted to do it. Awesome. Uh, so uh, you've written and directed pretty much uh, all of your films. Um, yeah. Do you do you find one more challenging uh, than the other, and is there one you prefer prefer more? You mean writing or directing? Yes. Well, writing is like for me is like a means to an end. If you know what I mean, it's it's like it's like just like the blueprint for the film. You know, this is yeah. the, the the film is always in my head. It's like an inconvenience almost to write it down. You know. <laughs> It's almost for producers just to get the money with. Uh, and then I just transpose what's in my head onto the screen, you know? Um, so I, 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 I love writing, but I love being on set much, much more. It's where I feel most comfortable in life. You know, um, I, I'm pretty much a nervous wreck every other area of my life, except on set, which I, I, I have every confidence on set and I feel at home and I feel like I'm doing something that I was meant to do, you know? So directing is, it's, is I much, much prefer and post-production as well, you know, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so obviously you know how to craft a good scare, uh, after watching, uh, this movie and also, uh, the canal, which I, you know, honestly, the canal I had never seen before. And I went back yeah. and watched it to prep for this interview. And uh-huh. wow, that movie, that movie has some like super, uh, effective scares in it. And, and this one yeah. as well, um, obviously. So what do you think is important, uh, when crafting a good scare in your movies? Well, it depends. I mean, um, there's a couple of good jump scares, I think, in them, um, in the, in them. Um in the canal i don't think there's any in this it's a different type of horror right. i think the the, the 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 it's about mood it's always about building mood you know and um it's a, like it's about earning those scares you know um i mean anyone can turn up the volume and, and, and have some jump out and say boo but i mean you really need to earn it with an audience i think the the way to get the best scares and to really get under people's skins is is to get 
get to them through the the atmosphere of the film and by, by that I mean the production design the sound design especially is usually important and also through the emotions of the characters you know to make them really feel for the characters um I think it's a combination of everything you know but um my favorite part of, of the whole process is is um to be honest it's, it's the sound design I, I love that for me it's half the film and I, I usually spend um, as much on the picture editing as I do, or on the sound editing as, as I do on the picture editing, you know? And um, it, it is really half the film. And, it, and in uh, horror movies, it's so, so important. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a, a, a favorite scare that, that you've done out of all your movies, one that you knew was just going to hit perfectly? And one that always gets them in um is the one in the canal with the with, when the woman sits up. Um, uh, he's tying the woman on the uh, the the ghost is is tying the woman on the floor and she's in the sheet and she sits up and she screams. Mm -hmm. I, I remember I've seen that all over the world in cinemas and um, it the audience <laughs> always screams at that moment and jumps. I mean that's really nice when, when that kind of uh, or, or or at the very end of the canal where where, where uh, the woman is giving birth to the baby. I mean that's a different type of scare, but. That right. really, really gets to people, you know. It's, it's. Uh, people don't know how to react to that. Some people get angry, and and, but it's always they react emotionally to it, you know. And in the canal, from what I've seen it, or in the sun, from what I've seen with audiences, it's, it's, um, it's just that when when the child is in pain and stuff, it it seems to really affect people, you know. Um, yeah. And the, when the child is sick, you know. Um, and also the creep, the creeping dread as it's building up really gets to people, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, in this movie, in Sun, I it seems like you chose to go pretty much all, all practical effects for the most part. Yeah, every one hundred percent practical. Everything yeah. is it's the same as the canal, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so, is that a a choice, or is it more budgetary reasons? Oh no, it's a choice. Budgetary oh, digital is 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 cheaper. Um, uh, prosthetics are really expensive, you know, and uh, and stuff. Uh, makeup effects that's really expensive because it's more crew. Uh, it takes more time, and you need to a lot more time in the in the schedule to do it. Um, so usually the producers usually try and talk you out of it. Um, for me, I, I don't know. I mean, I I like some digital. I like digital effects when they're seamless. When when they when they aid the MFX, which is when I do use um, digital effects, they're usually to aid the, the, the practical effects, you know? And yeah. for me, it's, it's, cinema has just gone too far with, with, with CGI. And it's just, I think the audience deep down knows it's not real. And for me, I mean, the, the biggest example would be say the two King Kong films or, you know, I mean, I, I have a more emotional attachment to that um, stop motion, plasticine puppet in in, in uh, 1939 than I do in the CGI one in in, in made in the, in the 90s wherever that was made you know it's just that I think the audience deep down knows it's it's there and and therefore has more attachment or has more effect that's my feeling about it I mean others might feel differently but I, I love practical effects and it's what I grew up with as well right yeah no I I would definitely agree and i think most horror fans would i you know every time i um people you know make the debate between uh cgi and, and practical i mean it seems like practical 
And I think most fans um, definitely appreciate when uh, practical effects are used. And I mean, I, I know oh, yeah. watching this movie, I mean, watching this movie, I, I definitely could tell um, there was a, a love there um, for using the practical yeah. effects. Um, and it, it definitely oh, yeah. did. Um, so it is, you know, this is obviously your return to uh, the horror genre with this movie. Um, would you say, you know, horror is always kind of where, where you come back to? Is it your favorite genre of direct for direct? Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. I mean, I have another two horror films lined up after this as well. So um, it's something I'm going to return to. Um, I just love that anything is possible with horror movies. You know, you can be abs- you can be as subversive as you want with, with, with horror films. You can you can do anything, you know, and the audience, audience will accept it. You can be as, as surreal and dreamlike as you want with a horror movie and the audience goes with it. You know, you can, you can push the sound design to its breaking point almost. And the audience will, 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 it'll work for the story, you know. I just love the possibilities of it. I love the, I love the possibilities you can explore different really serious themes under the guise of a horror movie, you know. And um, the subtext can be really complex in, in a horror movie, but still work as, 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 as a genre film at the same time. Um, I just love the possibilities of it, you know. It's, it's kind of, for subversive filmmakers, it's kind of the last bastion of, of that, you know. It's, it's, it's uh I love it. It's definitely my favorite. It's the most cinematic for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any uh you know horror directors that, that have inspired you? I mean, I, I don't know whether um horror directors rather than individual films, you know. Sure. Um, but the ones I I mean, I, I was one of those video store kids. I was and I always went to the horror section first, you know. I mean, when I was 12 and 13, um, I grew up in, in, in a very Catholic country, uh, uh, Ireland. And my mother used to force me to go to mass every Sunday. But I used to pretend to go and really go to the video store and look at the, the boxes. And the one, even the, even the posters and, and the covers used to fascinate me of the horror movies, you know. And, and one of the first ones I remember seeing was um, Rosemary's Baby. And, and I remember I was seven years old and I had a fever and I... I went downstairs to my mother and father who were watching it in the front room and and it was that scene where she says what have you done to his eyes right at the end yeah mm-hmm. and from when i was seven to when i saw it again when i was i don't know 15 or 16 that image stayed with me you know and the power of that you know it's just and and then of course like every horror fan i probably saw a lot of these films much too young you know but um yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I i i love them i always have yeah Awesome. Uh, the, the Rosemary's Baby actually is a, is a good segue into my my next question because obviously in Rosemary's Baby, um, you know, a lot is left up to the imagination, and I think the same is sort of with uh, this demon in this movie. He's never fully seen. No. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of in the corner and stuff. Um, so was that uh, you know a, a conscious choice? Was that something you you always intended for him? But yeah, I mean, right right to the end, we were we were we were debating me and the editor Robin Hill. Is that too much? Is that too little? We were taking out shots here and there, you know. Um, there was full shots of the demon, um, but we thought, well, the audience kind of sees enough of, it, of the demon to put them together in their heads. And that might be enough. Uh, and I, I think we came to the right compromise in that way, you know. I think the audience probably thinks they see more than they actually do. And I think right. that's better. I think anything we could show them 
is not as good as what they put together in their heads, you know. And um, I think that we, we, we showed enough of him. And I, and I love films that have, have ambiguity and that leave you with ambiguity. And, and I think this is a very, it was always meant to be like a nightmarish, dreamlike film. And I, I think it, it kind of has the logic of a dream. Mm-hmm. So I think when you see glimpses of things, it's much better than, than, than showing the full creature, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the movie uh, certainly left the ending. It certainly left open for a, a potential sequel. Is that something you plan on exploring? I don't know. It, it depends on how well it's um, it does, I suppose, and is, is, is received. I don't know. I mean, it's it's funny you should say that. I when it, when I was, it was a pretty tough shoot. You know, it was a great shoot. We shot in Mississippi in early 2020, but um, it was really tough. And at the end of it, one of the producers said to me, "Are you ready to write a sequel after?" Um, I thought, no way am I going back and do this again. It's too tough. But the other day, I had this great idea for a sequel, and I and I wrote it down, and I kind of wrote the full structure of the of the sequel down. So, depending on on how this is received and how it does, then absolutely, uh, I'd love to explore it. You know, I, I think I have a great idea for the for the for the follow up. By the way, let's see. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um... Can you tell? I know you, do, you mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, you have a couple horror movies in the in the works. Is there anything you you can tell us about those, or kind of uh, hint at? Hey, well, well, I've just finished um, the script called Vengeance with the crime writer uh, John Bassoff that I'm really excited about, and, and and it's gone out to financing, and we're already attracting a bit of buzz about it. You know, there's some um, big actors attracted to it, but. It's an. It's on paper. It says it's a neo noir, a violent neo noir. But there's elements of horror in the in there as well, you know. And then there's another film called um, Relict. Relict is an old word for for widow in Ireland, and um, it's set in Ireland in the 17th century when Oliver Cromwell invaded Ireland and massacred um, thousands of Irish. And then um, it's based on a true story, a, a real witchcraft trial. And I'm really, really excited about that one. So I'm just working on the script for that at the moment. So that may be the next actual horror movie I do next. Unless I'm offered something else in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. well, we definitely look forward to that. Um, But in the meantime, everyone definitely check out Sun. Um, Ivan, thanks so much for joining us. Before we let you go, is there anything else uh, you'd like to promote or anything like that? No, I don't think so. Just uh, thanks for having me. Perfect. Thank Thank you so much, much, Ivan. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Pleasure. in our pants yet boy do i have a feeling we're getting close gonna be pp pants city here real soon